This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Today is Thursday. It is the 15th day of December. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, a storm has been blasting its way across the nation, producing everything from blizzard conditions in the Dakotas to tornadoes in Texas. And today, it's our turn to deal with the storm. Uh, The storm is expected to bring heavy rain, a wintry mix, and gusty winds to our area, even accumulating snowfall in some counties. That in uh, a winter storm watch has been issued for Carbon and Monroe counties Thursday morning through Friday morning for snow and ice. Precipitation will likely arrive in time for the morning commute, so right around now, uh, and this is to the south and then likely by 8 a.m. in the city. Temperatures are near freezing, so uh, there is a concern about freezing rain and slippery conditions across the entire area this morning. They bombed our parking lot. Did you see all yeah. the uh, yeah. stuff I, they put down? Yeah, I yeah, got stuck the, behind uh, the, the truck on yeah. uh, Belmont, so it was like, you know. Okay. <laughs> Precaution. What I didn't realize is, uh, so when I got here, they were they were still they were just wrapping up the salting of the parking lot, and they had like um, it's almost like a golf cart type of thing with a salt machine on the back of it. Yeah, or, it's or, like a, they're in like a little cage. Yeah, it's yeah. a small one. Like I, I normally yeah, I see larger come, trucks. That was kind of we've cool. never it been was, allowed to ride that. It was so cute. Um, I've seen that before. I think it's just the company that, that we use, and yeah. that's how they do it. We have a huge. Um, a storage area behind the building here where they keep a lot of the salt. salt. And there's, I mean, it's it's a staging area. I think they rent enormous. it out uh, to the state. Oh, really? Yeah. Is that right? The I didn't realize that. here because we're so close to the expressway. Well, like, what about the they have co- one on the expressway? They yeah, do. sure. But yeah, they probably That one's need filled to, like, with pudding, though. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you said, like, I, when they open that up and there's, like, lights in there, you see the big mound of, of salt. salt. Yeah. And I will say, the company that does our parking lot, uh, we are never uh, going to see ice because they put certainly put a knockdown. No, they're good. Out there. Yeah, yeah. They're good. oh yeah, they're good. And now that we have that card pressed, and we should have a driving range on premises. I would hope <laughs> so. Uh, So in Philadelphia, we may see uh, snow falling before a quick changeover to rain by late morning. A little to no accumulation is expected. Rain will continue throughout the day with warmer air working its way in, pushing the rain and the snow line slowly to the north throughout the afternoon. So the height of the storm will be Thursday night between 7 p.m. and midnight. Uh, This is when we'll see the heaviest rain and the strongest winds and then likely the heaviest snow in the Poconos. They're saying it can be dangerous shoveling no accumulation because you never know when to stop and a lot of people just pass out. Uh, rainfall amounts uh, region-wide will total one to two inches, uh, enough for some localized flooding potential late Thursday night. Uh, winds will intensify throughout the day, and by Thursday evening, uh, will gust to 30 to 35 miles per hour inland and then 40 to 45 miles per hour along the coast, and this will continue through Friday morning. Police say a woman was shot while enjoying a night out at a West Philadelphia bar. They say she was not the intended target. It happened at the 54th Street Lounge on the 5300 block of Wyalusing Avenue at 1.30 in the morning Thursday. Police say the 63-year-old woman was sitting at the bar when someone opened the door and fired three shots inside. The woman was hit in the leg. She was taken to Penn Presbyterian Medical Center in stable condition. Police say there were five customers and two employees inside the bar at the time. No one, uh, no other injuries were reported. About an hour before the shooting, police received a call about a fight involving two people and gunshots at the same location. They believe the shooting may have stemmed from that incident. Investigators are looking at surveillance video from the bar and the neighborhood. No arrests have been made at 
this time. Students and staff at Philadelphia Public Schools will return to wearing masks for two weeks after the holiday break. The superintendent of Philadelphia Schools, Dr. Tony uh, Watlington Sr., confirmed the temporary return of masking on Wednesday. This comes as parents and schools battle an uptick in sickness from what doctors are calling a triple-demic, which includes cases of the flu, COVID, and RSV. Local doctors say the levels seen this year may be the worst they've ever seen and that cases could become more severe as holiday gatherings continue. Uh, So, yeah, it seems like a lot of people I know are getting the flu. Yeah. Yeah. Jason has it right now. I mean, I got it, yeah. and uh, and and then COVID, and it's just yeah, it's just uh, everything's just getting passed around. They're saying it's conceivable that after the triple demic, a lot of people will be getting the baconator, which is <laughs> the, next, yeah, the next progression. All right. Uh, According to the CDC, Philadelphia has a medium COVID-19 community level. Officials with the Philadelphia Department of Public Health have not released additional guidance on the response to COVID-19 and rising triple-demic cases. Now, I know that uh, there have never been jack-in-the-box restaurants around here, but when I was growing up, they had a triple-decker burger. <laughs> they that had was them on Long Island. Badass. Yes, there was a jack-in-the-box. It was... You had to be committed if you were going to eat that thing. It was gluttonous, but it was, yeah. gl- it was wonderful. It was really good. That and their tacos. I the super taco, super right? taco, yep, absolutely. So super taco, yeah. super flu, triple demic. So uh, as bacon-ator. you're driving, oh, wow. remember that. <laughs> yeah. yes. I forgot yeah. for a second how we got there. Like I'm looking at you, I'm like, why he said baconator, baconator. Yeah. Oh, well, and, oh, okay. I yeah, thought Preston, it was, it was that was triple. a killer sandwich. Yes, it was. Yeah, it was Jeez. badass. The triple jack, and it wasn't like bonus jack. <laughs> it wasn't done up with a, a, like crazy but, flair. And look was, at the price: five dollars <laughs> for the for, combo for the triple burger. The curly fries and a soda. That's yeah. a damn good deal. Are they still bucks. Exist? Yeah, but not here. Yeah, they do, I, but they are still in other parts of the country. I don't, see, I don't see Jack's around here, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Jack in the Box is uh, more Midwest and yeah. West Coast. They're headed out that way. I think it's uh, it turns into, well, no, I, th- I think they do go out West. Okay. In August, yeah. the Philadelphia School District released its health and safety protocols for the 2022. I'm not exactly sure where you get curly fries. Back to the hostage situation. Yeah. Uh, when I understand they offer a peach milkshake, we go back to the hostage situation. <laughs> now I'm hungry. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, speaking of being hungry. All right, I have a question, I have a question later. Yeah. Oh. We'll get back later. to that tram collapse. Yeah. It's our news segment. Are you hungry, Tom? All right. Has anyone ever had Taco Bell breakfast? I'm always curious about that. Breakfast? It's right yeah. there. We can um, go right now. No. He said the magic words for Casey. <laughs> In August, the Philadelphia School District released its health and safety protocols for the 2022-23 school year. After the conclusion of summer break, students and staff wore masks for 10 days. (laughs) The agency has not yet released additional information on the the return to masking after the holiday break. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Wait, wait, I'm sorry. My phone... This is Dolores Claiborne, the, the audiobook, for some reason, started playing on my phone. I looked at it for a little while, then Joe, he was holding up one of the viewers, peering into it. I was, I was like, I hear a voice. I'm like, what the hell is that? It's my phone. Preston, are you going to resume listening to me or what? Damn, he says. I didn't know if he'd changed his mind or if it was the booze talking. And oh Who's the, narr- who's the uh, reader? I'm not sure, but she does that uh, oh, that main yeah, accent. Yeah. Uh, all right, so sorry about that. I'm like, I hear <laughs> something. I'll get back to Where that. We're going to get baconators in these pies. 
Every once in a while, my watch will go off when we're sitting here. So somebody must say something this, that triggers it. Yeah, this is a brand new phone. I just got it set up, so I, it's uh, I got to work the bugs <laughs> out. With Last it, so. night, I uh, so I have you know I'm I'm doing work and I look over at my laptop and it has been transcribing everything I've been saying <laughs> for like yeah yeah yeah, yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. because well, uh, on the phone now with the God. new update that's happened because the uh, the microphone doesn't click off automatically. You now have to have press to it. Do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. that's funny. Great. <laughs> All right, let's do sports this sure. morning. Sure. The Flyers are back on the ice tonight. They'll face the Devils in New Jersey tonight at 7. The Devils are in second place in the Eastern Conference and have the second best record in the league. The Sixers were off last night, and they're off again tonight. They're preparing for another home game tomorrow night. They'll host Steph Curry and the Golden State Warriors on Friday at 7.30. Eagles defensive end Brandon Graham was named the NFC Defensive Player of the Week for the second time this season. In last Sunday's game against the Giants, he had three sacks, four tackles, and one forced fumble. And in Thursday night football, the Seattle Seahawks host the San Francisco Go 49ers tonight at 8.15. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right. Thank you very much, Kathy. All right. The, the closest Jack in the Box <laughs> are either in North Carolina oh. or in uh, what state is that? It's Ohio right there. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Ohio and Indiana. That's pretty much the closest. Well, that's ridiculous. We... Well, they, they used, so they, they were, they used to be a, a couple of them up on <clears throat> Long Island, and they'd be like, you know, rest, uh, fast food row. Yeah, yeah. it looks like the, the East Coast, uh, definitely the Northeast, nothing at all. Wow. As so I guess they went out of business. Sucks. Why did we send that intern that one time to get, or... Uh, we we sent him Castle? outside of Pittsburgh to get um, barbecue from that place that the uh, Flyers always got barbecue after That's playing the right. uh, Penguins. Well, and we also we also did a White Castle. Uh, no, we didn't. We wanted to. Oh, okay. I thought we did. We should did we do, do a right Stuckey's run as well? No. Uh, well, somebody brought some like yeah. pecan logs back to that, us yeah, one yeah, time, yeah. but... Um, Here's what I'm going to say about White Castle. I went to White Castle when we were in... Um, Hang on, I gotta look at your states because we were near Missouri. I think we were in Indiana, Illinois, Indiana. We were in Indiana, or okay. maybe Illinois. Okay, uh, it was all right. Yep. It's not not worth a road trip. No, uh, certainly not. To, not to, you know many states over. Uh, but it, for us, it would be like an hour and a half road, round trip road, I, I, trip. I love White Castle like once every other year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah They're I, the yeah. square burgers, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. They're sliders. You can eat like four of them. Yeah, uh, or six of them. Before, before sliders were a thing, right, they, were, right. they were they were White Castle. All right, anyhow, that's your news. <laughs> yeah, that's your news, and we welcome you to the Preston and Steve Show. Uh, we are happy to be joining you, especially since you're going to be dealing with some weather on the way in this morning. We'll see how bad it gets through the course of the morning. Commute. We do have a guest on the program today, uh, Mr. John Waite, legendary singer of uh, the Babies and solo performer in Bad English. And uh, he's got a documentary that is out about him. It's called The Hard Way, and it's available on major TV uh, streaming platforms. And we've talked to John before. He's very, very good friends with Jackie Bam Bam. They're really tight. Jackie's yeah. in the movie. He's, yeah, he's, that's he's, awesome. Yeah, so that's how close they are. I mean, that's how we, we booked him. I didn't yeah. call any publicist. I called Jackie. Yeah. I said, hey, we want to get him on. Um, so we'll talk to John later on this morning. At the, I think he's got some shows in the area coming up in January, so we'll talk to him about that as well. And uh, we have... 
Christmas miracle passes to give away a bunch of other things, a, a stack of stuff for you to win this morning. So uh, we'll take a quick break. We'll come back in a second. The entertainment report. Man, a tragic story that we got late in the show yesterday that you may have heard about, but we'll reiterate that to start when we come back and give some things away, too. Stay put. We'll be back in a moment. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out The Rock Shop at WMMR.com. Hey, Window Nation brings the best of the home show savings right into your home. You can get two free windows with every two you buy with no limit, plus pay no interest for 60 months. Go to windownation.com slash home show and use their free virtual visualizer to see how their window options will look on your home. But hurry, these once a year home show savings end soon. Get two windows free with every two you buy and pay no interest for five full years. Call today, 866-90NATION or go to windownation.com slash home show. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Hey, by the way, I have a text message here. It says, are you guys, I mean, obviously Nick is out again today. We're hoping that he'll be back in tomorrow. But Dr. Mike said, stay home. He's the flu. He's got the flu. Yeah. Um, and this says, are you still having the Christmas miracle ticket raid tonight since Nick is sick? Yes. All right, and who is doing it's it? It's Brent Porsche tonight. Okay. okay. Yeah. All right. Excellent. And uh, Nick does not plan on being in tomorrow. And so somebody's going to host his event. There's a, an event tomorrow night as well. Okay. All right, and the big friggin' not the big friggin' deal, but the uh, the ticket raid tonight. Do we have information? Um, on yep, it's right there. Know. Thank you yep, very yep, much. Yep. Okay, so it will be at the. No, this is Wednesday, December twenty first. That's at the Excite Center part. That's where yeah. we're going to be broadcasting live. Um, Somewhere in the city. Oh, thank that. you. Yes, at uh, post uh, the post at uh, the Sierra Garage. Brent Porsche will be there. Uh, and that is uh, tonight from 8 to 10, and they're going to have $4 Miller Lite drafts and $14 Miller Lite pitchers <laughs> as well. And he will have your chance to win, obviously, uh, passes to come and join us for the Christmas Miracle, which is less than a week away now. It's, it's next Wednesday. Blowing my mind. I'm, yeah. I'm loving I'm seeing some uh, some uh, sweaters pop up on social media of people are planning to wear who are coming yeah. to the event. And uh, it's going to be an amazing event just based on the sweaters. Yes, yes, yes. All right. <laughs> and then uh, Friday, uh, there will be one. And Marissa, you're going to be doing this one? Actually, Brent is doing both of these. Oh, okay. So uh, JT Brewski's Pub. And Delco. that is in Delco, I guess. <laughs> so, <laughs> it says uh, 510 South Oak Avenue. Yep. In uh, Primos. In, is that Prime? Is that how you say that? Yeah, Primos Seacane. Yeah, I, that was when I was a lifeguard right around the corner from there. Primos Seacane Swim Club. But there I don't you go. know that I've yeah. ever been to Primos before. I, yeah. Uh, you you haven't, as a matter of fact. I haven't? Or have? No, you have St. Played at that bar. Oh. <laughs> oh. Dude, I know exactly where that is. Yeah. That was a great time. It was. It oh. was. Oh. Is okay. that your first? Actually- no, 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 oh. no. That was, uh, that was like our next to last one. That oh. was a really fun night. We uh-huh. had a good time. Bob yeah. Havens came out. Marissa, I think, was there. Oh, and me and Matt Kyle came. came out. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yes. That's what cool. Ta- but what town is it near? Because I've never heard it's- of that. Do you refer to it as something else? No, because or- it's its own area, but it's right Primos? next to Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. right next to Clifton Heights. Okay. Um, in in between like Briarcliff, Glen Olden, Clifton Heights, Springfield, it's it's right there. Right there. Okay. I don't get to yeah. that part of Delco often. So yeah. when you do, oh. yeah. <laughs> Here's another fun fact about that: that uh, JT Brewski's is about a quarter of a mile away from where Jackie Bam Bam got hit by a car. When did Yeah, when he was a child and he was what? a kid. Yeah. What? Yeah, I don't oh. think he's been the same ever since. I wonder but, if John uh, Wade has written a song about that. He might have. That's okay. what change is about, yeah. It's also three doors down from where I bought my first keg when I turned 21 <laughs> years old. Oh. 
wow. Golf soda and Fun fact: There's a band called Three Doors Down. Would that be Would that be part of the uh, the Casey? I eventually want to do a Casey bus Delco tour, right? Yeah. yeah. Where Casey goes around and shows you where, like, he got his first BJ. Sure. And, yeah. And, yeah. And he I showed me there. He showed me there. Yeah, that's right across that bridge. Yeah, where I went crayfishing. Yep, I remember that. So anyway, like, like the TMZ bus that you can take if you go around Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted. I want to do that someday. I think that'd be a blast. Take it by his old house. Sure. We, we did it. He took me on the tour, and he's got a story for every corner. Uh, in that area. All right. Well, we got that all cleared yes. up. Uh, I have something else to give away. I have uh, a pair of tickets to see Bush. They're going to be playing with uh, Candlebox Friday, February 17th, Ovation Hall at Ocean Casino Resort in Atlantic City. Question that I have for you comes courtesy of listener Lori Brecht. And I was hoping that we would have Chevy Chase on today. But as of now, he's not on the program uh, because it has to do with National Lampoon's Christmas vacation. What beer? Is Eddie drinking when he's <laughs> emptying the RV tank into the sewer? All right, what brand of beer? 215 263 WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer to that. Uh, Casey wrote down a, uh, a brand. That's not it. That's too highfalutin. Is that? Yeah. It's, it's Eddie. Yeah. Uh, so in uh, National Lampoon, Lampoon's Christmas oh. Vacation, what That's beer is Eddie drinking when he is emptying the RV tank into the sewer? 215-263-WMMR. Thank you, Lori, for that. Uh, we'll go through some birthdays while we await your call. Today is the 15th day of December, and we'll start with uh, a pretty chunky birthday. Don Johnson has his oh, birthday. Oh, wow. Today. Yeah. Uh, he's celebrating his 73rd birthday. Uh, when my grandmother was uh, suffering from Alzheimer's and, uh, you know, you kind of have to laugh sometimes because sure. it's a very sad situation. Uh, she used to call my mom and she'd go, Don, Don Johnson. And she, that's what she would call She would mom. call really? your mom Don Johnson, Don Johnson. And I think Robert Redford as well sometimes. Yeah. Okay. Wow. <laughs> sure. But two super and, good looking guys. And it, at some point my mom well, was like. Were you crocket or tub? Well, no, but at some point my mom was just like, yes, mom, what do you need? Like, wow. you know, like it was like, yeah. Yep, sure. I'm done. Uh, I like Don Johnson a lot. Uh, he has he's come a long way as an actor. Uh, he can do you know comedy and drama as well, like uh, straight up uh, heavy roles. Oh well, the Watchmen series on HBO. Yeah, he was, was great excellent in that. that. And he's he's had like a second run. He was on. Um, he's done a couple of sitcoms. He was Nash Bridges. But I, yeah, he's now become that seasoned actor. And and a movie that I love, Tin Cup, is yeah. David Sims. He's such a jerk in that, and he plays it great. Uh, so happy birthday to Don Johnson. The seven. Today, uh, Paul uh, Simonon, who is the bassist for the Clash, celebrates his birthday today. Here did a uh, break with the Clash yesterday. Yeah, he is celebrating his sixty uh, seventh birthday today, and that's him on the the cover. And I forgot which album. I'm not. I like the Clash. I wasn't a big enough fan where I know all the albums and everything. But that that cover where he's smashing the guitar on yes. stage, that's yeah. him smashing his bass. It's uh, pretty cool. So. Uh, he turns uh, 67 years old today. Julie Taymor, the director. Yes. Uh, she directed Lion King uh, on Broadway. Yes. And uh, oh, cool. the film Across the Universe. Which uh, I like. What do you, have you seen it, of course, right? No, I haven't. I watched a little bit of it, and then I kind of realized that I wasn't into it, and I should probably watch it, being the Beatles fan that I am. Is it is it great? No. But there are enough moments as a Beatles fan, I think, to keep you going. Uh, so Julie Taymor is 70 today. Uh, gentlemen, we've had in the studio and a very important person in my life, drummer Carmine Apiece, has his birthday today. He wrote, he wrote yeah, he played with uh, Rod Stewart for years and Jeff Beck and Eddie Money and uh, he started with Vanilla Fudge. But he wrote a book 
uh, that was very instrumental in me learning to play the drums. You brought it in, right? I did. And my, he signed my, it. My original book. Not only did he sign it, he started flipping through it, uh. and he saw the notes that my teacher had made and was commenting on that, and he was pointing out some really cool things. He's like, yeah, he's like, this part, he's like, you know, I showed this to John Bonham when I wrote it, and I'm like, yeah, this is what you do. And Bonham was like, oh, I don't know. I didn't know that. Uh, uh, That's so, so cool. Yeah, he's he's a pretty cool guy, and he turns uh, 76 years old today. Uh, Helen Slater. Supergirl. Uh, and the legend of Billie Jean. She yes. was Billie Jean in that movie. Uh, and City That's Slayers. a weird movie, but I like it. Yeah, I yeah, like yeah, it. Yeah, something yeah. about it yeah. that I liked. And, and uh, you know who's a kid in that movie? Well, actually, a couple of people, but... Um, Jake Gyllenhaal. Uh, uh, no, not Jake. In City Slickers? No. No, oh. no, no. I was talking about, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Legend of Billie Jean. Okay, because Christian Slater is in that Christian one. Slater is yes. who I was going to say. And yeah. so is Yeardley Smith. That's right, yes. the voice of Lisa Simpson right, right, is in right. it, too. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Helen Slater turns 59 today. Actor Adam Brody. Not yeah. all that familiar with him. Uh, he's the oh. OC. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and it says here, thank you for smoking. And uh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, he's 43 today. Is he related to Adrian? I mean, he I has think so. similar features. He doesn't have the nose of Adrian Brody. But... No, no. Okay. Uh, then you have Shazam. What's that? Oh, so he plays at the end of the movie when the kids turn into superheroes. Yeah. He's one of them. Uh, oh, so okay. he's, it's kind of a small role as towards the end. There's a few people that are, uh, that I'm like, wait, I think I know that person. They played the the, the kids as grown-up superheroes. Right, right, right. Um, but uh, he was one of them. He's 43 today. Uh, Michelle Dockery, Downton Abbey. I didn't watch it. I don't know uh, the cast on there. but you know uh, She's 41. She's uh, so I don't know, Kath, it doesn't say which character she played. Oh, no, the mate, that's not her, is it? That's, I, that does not look like her. No, that's that, not the... She's Lady Queefington. Oh. Lady Queefington. <laughs> Lady Queefington. <laughs> she's not the... She wasn't in the affair, was she? Or am I thinking... Lady oh, no, okay, that Queefington. is... <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that's how they yeah. request right, she yeah. be announced. <laughs> Uh, um, that is her. She's the, the yeah, main she's the lead, right? She's the main character. Oh, she is. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, there you go. I didn't realize that was her name. The hell do I know? <laughs> Nothing about Downton Abbey. Ah, hell. Ah, hell. Lady uh, Mary. Well, Michelle <laughs> Dockery is... I'm sorry, Casey, you can hit that again. I, I can't because we're on the same channel. I'm in my face. <laughs> Downton Abbey. She's 41, Michelle Dockery. And then the last birthday is uh, Maud Apatow, uh, daughter of Judd. She's the oldest. Uh, Judd and uh, Leslie Mann's daughter. She's 25, so she's... Her name in... is Maud? Yeah. I know. That's yeah. what I thought, too. I think Maud is a as, a, as an aunt or a, a relative, and she's named in honor of that relative. So oh. what? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Don't yeah. name relative. her Maud. I don't know. We have a Gertrude baby down the hall. And yeah, but her yeah. name is Trudy. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? They didn't go with Gertrude. Yeah. Maudie. What would be the nickname for Maudie? There is no. It's it's one oh. syllable. Ma. Ma. Yeah. M. What's M. up, M? Uh, so anyhow, this is 40, King of Staten Island. Uh, movies like that. She celebrates her 25th birthday. She's also popular on Euphoria. Euphoria. I don't yeah. think any of you guys no. watched it, did you? No. I watched the first She's... couple episodes. And I'm like, yes, this is in my cup of tea. She's okay. really good. She's a good character. All right, we're going to see if somebody knows the answer to this question. The National Lampoon Christmas Vacation film. What beer is Eddie drinking when he's emptying the RV tank into the sewer? 215-263-WMMR. <laughs> we are going to Rihanna for the answer. Rihanna, good morning. Good morning. All right, Rihanna, do you know what beer uh, Cousin Eddie is drinking when he's emptying the sewer, the RV into the sewer? Yes, Classic Scene. Um, it's Meister Brown. Meister Brown! Yeah. You are correct. Yay. Rihanna, hang on a second. 
pair of tickets to see Bush. A special guest candle box Friday, February 7th at the Ovation Hall at Ocean, City, at Ocean Casino Resort in Atlantic City. Tickets are on sale now, and you can text CONCERTS to 39333, and we'll send you a link uh, to the concert calendar for more information. You want another fun fact about uh, the movie? The uh, yes. Griswold's home is the home used in Lethal Weapon 1 and 2. No kidding. That Danny Glover lives in. Okay. And in fact, when they got on set and they started filming the movie, there was a toilet in the hedges... And that was from the scene where oh they God. pull him off the toilet. The bomb? Yeah. yeah. No kidding. That's yeah. awesome. That's pretty cool. All right. Uh, this We got this news late in the show yesterday, and we were stunned by this. Uh, and you may have seen it by now, but Stephen Twitch Boss has died uh, by self-inflicted gunshot wound. He was 40 years old. According to Los Angeles Coroner's Office, the Ellen DeGeneres Show DJ and co-executive producer, uh, died from that. It was a, he, he took his own life. He was found by a hotel maid inside the Oak Tree Inn in Encino, California on Tuesday after he missed checkout. Uh, in a statement to People Magazine, his wife, Allison Holker Boss, said that it is with heaviest of hearts that I have to share. My husband, Stephen, has left us. Stephen lit up every room he stepped into. He valued family, friends, and community above all else. And leading with love and light was uh, everything to him. He was the backbone of our family, the best husband and father, and an inspiration to his fans. So, wow, that one took us by storm. Because talk about somebody who seemed like an uh, an uplifting, happy guy. Yeah. We we had him here in the studio. Marissa's uh, has a video. I remember this. Uh, I was watching it earlier this morning of him dancing in our studio, and Casey came out and danced with yeah. him. And he just seems like a ball of well, he he was fun. Everything you saw, reflecting on uh, looking at some of the videos, some of the tributes from other stars, and everyone seemed to have a quick phone video of something that they did with him. Constantly positive, good, uh, turning people's lives around. Ellen, who can, people say, can be very difficult sometimes to work with, she... This this was kind. She looked to him yeah. to 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 center her. It's just staggeringly horrible. Yeah, this one hit me really hard, and I couldn't figure out why. And I was thinking about it yesterday. I mean, I actually teared up when when yeah. you know after I heard this and and heard the details. And I think it's because um, so I follow both him and his wife on social media, and they you know like you said always looked so happy. It's that they they do these dance videos and yeah. they're always smiling, and they bring their kids into the videos. So you see them, you see their family. So. I right. think after hearing it and hearing the details and what happened, I knew those faces. I knew the people that, uh, you know, not personally, but knew their faces of who were directly affected, affected. By, by this. And just thinking of those little kids and, you know, his his beautiful wife who's always smiling yeah. in these videos. Like, I just had their faces in my head and was like, God, that little three-year-old's going to go, where's daddy? I know. I, know what, I think what catches, I was trying to figure out why it was catching me that way. Uh, and and I think it, a little bit of it has to do with <clears throat> how was how was there was no not one sign how how could I and it's a stupid thing to think yeah, not right. see that somebody might have been suffering I didn't I, I wasn't with him twenty four seven or whatever yeah. but it, it it makes you question your ability how many other people around me might be putting on a similar happy face and could be suffering. And that's that's that throws you off. It's well, like, oh my god! I even took a, a a different take on that, which is like, it, well, if if <laughs> if someone like that can do that, what in my life might right. happen that might make me go? Yeah. There's no turning back. You know, I mean, it's just 
it, it makes you question a lot of things. And the big question is why. Yes. Right. And and we don't know. And, and, no it, it, and it's know. as we we as people just want to know that type of thing, you know. And and we may never know. I don't. Yeah, so know. like suicide notes and stuff like that. Like I don't. I feel like they're important. At least I, I don't know. Is it okay to be like mad at him for yes. doing this? They're, 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 and and that's honestly a lot of the surviving. Children and and spouses of people who could, now they love the people that of that course. obviously gone, but there is anger. Yeah, why did you you have now consigned people in your life? Well, and It'd so probably be the, if you could probably bring him back and say, think about what you're now consigning your family to forever. But the people that you forget about is like the lady who found them. Yeah, right. She's well, just she is just you know doing her job. You know you know cleaning rooms, doing you know whatever like. Busting her ass, and then she opens this, and she has this thing implanted in her mind that, for the rest of her by life. By the way, that hotel apparently was a uh, walking distance from the home. Well, yeah, he, that's why the yeah. I read that the wife um, ran into the police station saying yeah. she couldn't find her husband and that he had left his car at home, and that's what kind of tipped her off that there mm. was something wrong. I guess he yeah. had he had walked there. But I think yeah. you can appreciate the fact that he didn't want his family to find him. You know, right. like I understand that, but right. somebody has to find you. Somebody commented on uh, what I posted and, um, you know, she, I think, I think it was a, she said that, you know, she was in that position and uh, somebody stopped her and she is so thankful that they did, but that right. you have to remember, you know, it is a sickness. Mental illness is, yeah. you know, it's, it can be so severe. Oh, yeah. And if you don't suffer, you don't, you know, a lot of people don't understand. And if there's anybody out there, you know, that feels that way, just know that there's help. There is that the suicide line. There's, you know, anybody just turn to somebody because this really shouldn't be, this is not the answer. That's a great there might There might be something that can help you, the, you know, even though you feel you've exhausted all of your right. uh, resources, there may still be something out there that you can find uh, that will help you in, in your suffering because that's what it is. They're suffering, you know, and they may think, well, why why should I suffer anymore? Why should I just hang in and suffer so people aren't mad at me? Well, and a lot but of, there might be something out yeah. there that you haven't tried yet that yes, is the answer that could to fix fixing it. 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 So you or at least say, make a deal with yourself. Yeah. Before you go to that last step, <clears throat> try yeah. talking to someone. Yeah. Uh, but you don't know. what you know. Preston, know. was this a, I just need to take a breather. I'm going to go to the hotel room. Uh, is And in and, and the last, oh. I'm, over, I'm, I'm doing it. An overwhelming yeah. sensation. Well, and a lot of time they think, uh, you know, because we're saying, oh, the family, the 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 wife, the kids now have to deal with this. They think they're going to be better off. Mm. Like that's what they right. think in their mind. That's nope. what the sickness right. does to them. Well, anyhow, you you can reach out. Um, eight eight or eight nine eight eight is now the suicide prevention uh, uh, emergency uh, code number. It's like nine one one, but it's nine eight eight. Uh, so call it if you're having thoughts. Uh, by the way, Ellen did uh, post on Instagram writing, I'm heartbroken. Twitch was pure love and light. He was my family. I loved him uh, with all my heart. I will miss him. Please send your love and support to Allison and his beautiful children, Wesley, Maddox, and Zaya. Uh, he rose- thought, by the way, I thought her message was a little bland. I, I thought there would have she would have given more. She might have been. She might have been well, judging listen, by the I, video. I know. Like the, the video when the show was wrapping up and, and she called him over and and she was getting emotional immediately and then she had this then they had this footage of her talking about him. She couldn't even finish that. That's how much he meant to her. I know. I said yeah. to my cousin, maybe she's so distraught she couldn't write anything. Maybe yeah. someone else wrote it for her. You know, whatever it is. I understand Listen, that. Yeah. People, they mourn in different ways. They, uh, she maybe didn't even want to post anything at all. Right, I know. Because personally, it's too hard to do that. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, I can understand that. That's why I don't do these, these uh, vomitous, over-the-top birthday celebration things online. I'm like... 
yes, I love this person and I want to wish him a happy birthday, but then I have to scrutinize exactly how I did that and yeah. make sure that it's perceived the right way. You, and, and think about that times 10 when it comes to the death of someone who you really, really love. You want to do it right. You want to do it yeah, right. Yeah. And so, uh, listen, we can't, uh, it's not time to point fingers. But anyway, um, is she, uh, he had, as Kathy was saying yesterday, he, he came up on So You Think You Can Dance. Yeah. Uh, and uh, he joined Ellen's show as a DJ six years later and was elevated to executive producer in 2020 of that show. Um, so that's how she met him. He did one of, I think, one of the best dances that was ever performed on that show. And uh, she, ha- you know, she does yeah. this with these with these types of shows. She thing. would bring yeah, them yeah. on. She brought him on and they recreated that dance together. Uh-huh. Uh, and then they built a relationship from there and he ended up on her show. Well, sad news. So hopefully we can find out more. I don't know. We'll see. All right. Lighter news. And uh, this sucks. Yeah. Uh, James Gunn is working on a Superman script, but the film will not include Henry Cavill. He will not be a part of it. This has been a whirlwind because when news, there was news that they had talked to Henry Cavill about Superman and plans to continue with him as Superman. Yep. And then within about a month. Now, listen. I'm I'm sort of conflicted here. Henry Cavill's my Superman. I, I agree. Think, I think he's the greatest ever Don the I agree. No disrespect to Christopher Reeves or anybody else, but I love Henry Cavill as Superman. But James Gunn knows what he's doing. So while I'm sad about Henry Cavill, I'm going to give James Gunn the benefit of the doubt right. and see what he does. Uh, the new DC studio chief uh, tweeted Wednesday that he and Peter Safran are excited to announce that they're currently working on a new project involving the Man of Steel. He wrote in the initial stages... Our story will be focusing on an earlier part of Superman's life, so the character will not be played by Henry Cavill. Uh, we will just we just had a great meeting with Henry, and we're big fans, and we talked about a number of exciting possibilities to work together in the future. And they will. Uh, Cavill added in his uh, own post on Instagram, I will, after all, not be returning as Superman. After being told by the studio to announce my return back in October prior to the hire... The news isn't the easiest, but that's life. Uh, The changing of the guard is something that happens. I respect that. James and Peter have a universe to build. I wish them the best of luck and the happiest of fortune. So if it's going to be earlier in his life, that doesn't mean that later on he might not come back. You know, if they do another movie that's at a latter portion of his life. What I would love to see, and I know you'd love to see. Let him grow into kingdom come. Let him, let yeah. him, let, let's the get. The older Superman. We've seen Origin and Young. We yeah. saw for Smallville for years. We've seen the younger side. Again, we'll see what James Gunn does. Yep. But I would like to see him in that latter part, which has not been explored that much at all. Uh, by the way, I have a, a, did you send that clip over, Marissa? I have a, I have a clip of, of Henry. Uh, so the other day I was talking about, who were we talking about? Kim Basinger. Yeah. Uh, and how you pronounce her last name. And I said that I, I want to hear people saying their own name. And so I, I went and, and had, uh, is it over? Uh, when would it have been this morning? Or yeah. uh, I do not see it just yet. The clips are over. Okay. Uh, of him saying his, his own name. And it is, it's Cavill. I've been saying Cavill forever. Yeah. But this is how he says it. Cavill is pronounced like travel. Travel. Cavill. And there it is. So that's a bitch. We put we put it to rest now. There I was you go. I was mispronouncing it. Uh, so he is. Uh, and by the way, he's doing his American accent in that, which is he, yes, off camera. He was, he's, he's so good. And, and you know, is. Zack Snyder. Um, you know, with the with the original Wonder Woman, the second one stunk. And I was hoping to get another Gal Gadot Wonder Woman in yes. the, in the vein of that first one. Uh, and that's not going to happen either. I know. All right, uh, let's see. How about this? Let's talk about Fifty Cent. 
Fitty. He got an early Christmas present because his penile enhancement lawsuit against a med spa can continue. That's why those things you should do yourself. In legal, That's what I did. In legal documents, a judge in Miami ruled on Monday that the rapper, whose real name is Curtis Jackson III, can move forward with his lawsuit against plastic surgeon Angela Kogan and her business, Perfection Plastic Surgery and Med Spa, re- uh, rejecting a request to dismiss the legal battle. To be honest, I was unaware that Fiddy had a penile implant. Well, we don't know if he does. Here's the deal. This is what the, it's over. So uh, Judge Robert N. Scola Jr. signed his John Hancock. Hey! Uh, on the that's ruling, another word for penis. Revealing uh, several reasons why he sided with the In the Club rapper, including that Florida law prohibits unauthorized publication of person's name or likeness for a commercial or advertising purpose. Okay. Fitty Sant had sued Angela and her business in September, claiming he took an innocent photo with her because he thought she was a fan, but allegedly uh. she used the picture to promote her company without his permission, falsely suggesting that he received a penis. <laughs> Now enhancement yeah. surgery from the med spa. I think I'd be pissed too. Claiming the implication is damage his reputation and dignity. Uh, he said the use of the unauthorized photo is an invasion of privacy and a false endorsement. Angela's attorney hit back by claiming the rapper did receive services at Perfection Plastic Surgery and Med Spa, but said it wasn't for penile enhancement. So here's a quick fix, and it works for me. You take one of those butterball things, t- right? So you What's know, a butterball when, when it pops out when it oh gets, the yeah, temperature when, it, when it's done, yeah. Tape it to your junk. Okay, there you go. And then uh, that's that's just a quick fix. Just a quick fix. Okay. Um, so Will Smith is no longer the in the worst shape of his life since he posted his famous dad bod picture back in May of two thousand twenty one. Uh, the fifty one year old actor lost thirty pounds for his role in Emancipation. Yeah, he had to get gaunt. Uh, yeah, he revealed on Red Table Talk that uh, taking the role of a former slave named Peter absolutely changed his life. So part of that was losing weight. He also, um, uh, the the movie was completely snubbed by the Golden Globes. Oh, was it? Nothing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Speaking of the Golden Globes, this is great. Eddie Murphy is going to be uh, receiving the high, highest honor of the night, the Cecil B. DeMille Award. Uh, given his way to honor outstanding contributions to the world of entertainment per the Hollywood for, uh, Foreign Press Association. And that's only right. If yeah. you think about, if oh, you think man. about how talented Eddie Murphy is. Yeah. I mean, and think of the, the body of work. That's I, I have to admit, when he first came on the scene, I was like, this guy. And then he started to accrue things that were like, oh, okay. And then once I got it. <laughs> Whatever you may think of the Nutty Professor, the family table scenes oh, yeah. are amazing. He, as all those characters, is Fan freaking test. Well, he he becomes another person so easily. It's amazing. Even even the the nutty professor. Even that character. Sometimes you have to remind yeah, yourself. That's Eddie Murphy. That's Eddie Murphy. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, as the as the grandmother, as yeah. the mom, as the father, as the creepy brother uh, of everybody sitting around that table, he's just fantastic. And in uh, in movies, a movie that we all love here. Uh, which is um, uh, Bowfinger. Yeah, yeah, he plays a couple of characters in that movie. It's great. He's ju- he's uh, he's amazing. Uh, so Murphy is a six-time Golden Globe nominee. He picked up one trophy in 2007 for, for his critically acclaimed turn 
uh, in the movie musical Dreamgirls. Uh, he snagged nominations for 48 Hours, Trading Places, Beverly Hills Cop, The Nutty Professor, and more recently, uh, Dolomite Is My Name. Oh, which is very good. Have you seen the trailer for his uh, new movie with Jonah Hill? No. I think it's called You People? Yes, and mm. it's, it's uh, Jonah Hill wrote the script. Yeah. I did it looks hilarious. It. Where he uh, Jonah Hill wants to date uh, Eddie Murphy and his wife's daughter. Yeah. <laughs> and, and he's saying everything he's wrong. saying all the wrong uh-huh. stuff. And Eddie's reactions <laughs> is just like, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> uh, he's fantastic. Uh, so the award is among two of the night's highest honors, with the other being the Carol Burnett Award. Uh, Murphy will join a list of recipients that include, op- include Oprah Winfrey, Steven Spielberg, George Clooney, Denzel Washington, Tom Hanks, Jane Fonda, Morgan Freeman, Robert De Niro. I mean, like the bigs yes. of the, the biggest have received this honor. So uh, it's a big deal. Uh, he has received several career achievement honors in recent years. In 2020, uh, he accepted a Lifetime Achievement Award from the Critics' Choice Association last year, he was inducted into the NAACP's Hall of Fame during the organization's Image Awards. And he said, uh, to make your living, making people laugh is the highest blessing on earth, he said at that particular ceremony. I wish I had a picture of the, uh, it was called Dixon's White House on Long Island. It was a comedy club, and I told you, told you the story that was run by a guy who impersonated Nixon well after you should be impersonating Nixon. (laughs) But anyway, he would take, if you played the club a number of times, he would put your name up on a list in alphabetical order. And so I was sitting right there in the jungle with Eddie Murphy. I'm like, that's the the closest I'll ever come (laughs) to Eddie Murphy. Uh, Another award is taking place, speaking of comedy as well, the Kennedy Center announced Wednesday that Adam Sandler will be the 25th recipient of the Mark Twain Prize for American (laughs) Humor. That guy, right there, I beg you, is getting the the Mark Twain Award. And you know what? Yes. Oh my god! Oh my god! There's another. uh, By the way, again with that, those earlier movies, I was like, oh my god, voice. And then you go, oh, okay. As they roll out the different talents and abilities that they have, and you see, he's great. He's so cool. He's a loyal dude. Uh, as a producer, there's there's tons of guilty pleasure Adam Sandler moments. Well, and as far as, I know he's getting the comedy award, but as far as the drama goes, when I saw, the first time I saw Rain or Me. Oh, my God. I'm like, this is. He's good. This is fantastic. Yeah. Like, this isn't just pretty good. This is really, really good. It's a very sad movie, but it's a, I mean, they're, they're, it's uplifting in, in points, but he was amazing in that. Dude, I'd give him a lifetime achievement for Little Nicky. <laughs> little Nicky. I, I having love that movie. chicken. It's awesome. Yeah. It's effing awesome. <laughs> I mean, I had his poster over my bed. Did you? you? Really? I over have- your bed? Full-size Billy Madison poster right above my bed next wow. to, like, a Ferris Bueller poster, Airheads. He was very pivotal in my growing up. All right. That's cool. Yeah, I can see That's that. Awesome. Uh, let's see. A couple other quick uh, uh, casting things here. Uh, Jason Momoa and John Cena are set to share the screen in a new movie. Uh, both actors have been cast in an action comedy film called Killer Vacation. Now, I heard they were doing a reboot, a reboot of On Golden Pond. Maybe they are. Maybe, oh. I'm not really sure wow. <laughs> who's okay. going to be Norman. Uh, maybe John Cena. <laughs> Jason Momoa has longer yeah, hair. So he could, be, he could yeah. play the Catherine Hepburn character. So Where were you? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the script for... I was listening to the loans! Uh, Killer Vacation will be written by Mark and Brian Gunn, who also wrote the script for Dwayne Johnson's Journey to the Mysterious Island and Brightburn. So I'm going to suggest this to you. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> um, you need to see uh, Peacemaker. 
Uh, oh, you haven't watched that? I yet? watched the first episode and it, it didn't grab me, but what? Uh, I know you guys. Love, yeah, I'm so surprised. Yeah. Oh, I thought musically it would it would have. Uh, uh, captured you as well. I'll probably eventually come around, but there's a glut of superhero I stuff know, I that know. I haven't even gotten. There's to, really man. not nothing out there to watch, Preston. Yeah, there's <laughs> nothing. So I mean, like I started She-Hulk, I didn't finish that. I started Moon Knight, I didn't finish that. I'm just it's 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 overkill. Peacemaker me, will go right into into the boys' territory if you okay. give it a little time to breathe. So uh, Momoa is going to play uh, a villain in the film whom he describes as very flamboyant bad boy. Uh, he will also star in the second installment of Aquaman. Of course, that's coming up in uh, 2023. Here's so. the deal, man. Uh, I, As I was watching Avatar, uh, The Way of the Water, right. um, I'm simultaneously just mesmerized by what I'm seeing on the screen. And also, like, so, like, I'm looking down my nose at Aquaman because it, it can't hold a candle to what James Cameron did underwater. Look at how long it took to do it. Though. I know, yeah. I know, I know. What, what is that Avatar it. episode on Netflix? Did you see that? No. It's like an introduction to the movie. I don't know if it's okay. like an extended maybe it's, maybe trailer. It's probably or... like a recap that gives you sort of a, uh, brings you back up to speed. Not that oh. the original story was that complex that you would have. Yeah, right, right. I'm so lost. <laughs> right. All right, uh, let's see. Reese Witherspoon is set to star in and executive produce what is being referred to as the Ted Lasso of the cheerleading world. According to the Hollywood Reporter, All Stars oh. is set to air on Amazon Prime. What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you because Ted Lasso is such is Ted Lasso is lightning and it's just yeah. in a bottle. It's yeah. so <clears throat> and when they and I I get that as a framing mechanism and I get where they might be going. To me, I would say that um, you know, uh, like trying is is in that is a Ted Lasso <clears throat> excuse me like style thing. But I know what they're going for when they say that. But it, there's more that goes into Ted Lasso being Ted Lasso. Right. Well, here's the deal. It centers on a former cheerleader who cons her way across the Atlantic to teach cheerleading at a school in England. That's so they're doing Ted Lasso. The, the same. <laughs> yeah, 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 Almost yeah. the same <laughs> yeah. formula for this one. So yeah. I don't know. It's Reese Witherspoon, man. She's, yeah, she's great. She, she might be able to pull it off. We'll see. Uh, and then finally, the sex lives of college girls has received a renewal at HBO Max. Uh, the Mindy Calling and Just, Justin Noble comedy series will get a third season after becoming uh, the top-performing original series on the streaming platform. So they're going to go for it. I know it's there. I've never watched it. There's, as you said, there's too much to watch. Yeah. All right. Um, I think we're ready for... Eclipses. So in its third season, Southside... Amps up its ambition while still pulling the putting the residents of Inglewood in uproarious situations. And here, writer and producer Sultan uh, Salahuddin talks about his appreciation for the job. Here we go. I'm very, very thankful to be in this position because I know there are people out there who are working a job that they don't enjoy every day. And for that, I salute you all because keep getting it. Eventually, you'll get to where you want to be. But I have transcended that, and now I'm doing something that I love to do every day. I don't. I don't want to. I don't <laughs> think I want to see it. Southside season three is available now on HBO Max. I love that clip from Michael. <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. turns the camera on himself and his father in the iconic cult filmmaker Robert Downey Sr. At, I'm sorry, the iconic uh, cult filmmaker Robert Downey Sr. in the new documentary, Sr. And in this clip, Robert Downey Jr. talks about how this film came about. Here we go. A bunch of years ago, my dad wanted to make a documentary about 
George Hamilton and his son, Ashley, and we even shot a few days on it. And then my dad watched it and he goes, oh, this is garbage. You know what? You know, there's this other father and son. So we were talking about father and son documentaries. I don't, I don't want to, I don't think I want to see it. Actually, I do want to see that. Uh, Senior is out on Netflix now, if you'd like to check that out. Yeah, I would like to see that. I wonder where all it goes. Is it the story of Robert Downey Jr. growing up? Well, it is is because they revealed that one of the aspects explored in the documentary is the fact that his dad introduced him to drugs when he was five or six years old. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, And it was kind of an askew dad kind of thing. Don't drink. This This is less damaging. Introduce him to pot. And and got him going down that path. Sounds like the uh, you know Anthony Kiedis's dad and his dad who did the same thing. Kind of brought yeah. him along for the ride, which is kind of bizarre. Uh, but uh, yeah, all right. So that is out if you want to see that now. All right, and that is uh, what we have in the entertainment report for you this morning. Uh, on the program a little bit later on, uh, we're going to have Mr. John Waite. Yes. Speaking of documentaries, there's one called The Hard Way that is out about him, and Jackie Bam Bam is in. Uh, the documentary, uh, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, and here's what I'd like to do. We are less than a week away from the Christmas miracle. Let's give away some passes yeah! to that event. Christmas miracle. We, that particular morning, give away uh, some of our greatest gifts of the year. It's kind of like the Word of the Week prize, but like uh, 15 of them that we, we heard- give away. A couple yesterday that blew my mind. Yeah, we're yeah. excited about the uh, the prizes that we have a chance for you to win. And we like to do it too. Our loyalist of fans, people who have been with us through thick and thin and know a thing or two about this program. So we ask questions uh, in a trivia game about our program uh, to see who has the uh, the know uh, the know how to uh, to get those prizes. So uh, we will take callers 10, 11, and 12 right now at 215-263-WMMR. It's next Wednesday. Parks Casino in Ben Salem. You're going to have to get up nice and early like we do and uh, be there for the whole thing. We'll be in the Excite Center, and you have to be at least 21 years of age. And, yes, the bar usually opens at some point while we're there. Uh, We're going to have live music. Uh, Wofat is going to be performing uh, for us, which is really cool, this big brass band. Yeah. So we've got a new dimension there, and we have a variety of prizes for you and your guests to win. Only you can be qualified to be a part of the trivia game. Uh, but uh, your guest might win and wear an ugly sweater because Miller Lite sponsors that, the Miller Lite Ugly Sweater Edition. In fact, uh, there is a, um, a chance for you to answer. We'll take those callers now, 10, 11, and 12. Uh, but if you go to the post at Sierra Garage tonight with Brent Porsche, uh, you'll have a chance to win passes there, too. He'll be there from 8 till 10 p.m., and they've got specials on Miller Lite as well. It'll, it'll be raining, but like, we're not getting yeah. snow, so, you, you know, just be careful be and fine. have a good time. Yep. All right, let's take a break. Come back in just a second as we get ready for this kind of messy commute with this wintry mix coming in. We'll be right back. Stay put. What's new? Why do you ask? Ghost. Rival Sons. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WNMR. Got a text that says, dude, is it snowing and sleeting by you guys? It is here in South Jersey. I can't tell right now, but I'm looking at the, at the radar. I just yeah. pulled up the, the app, and it's showing a mix where we are right now. Yeah. yeah the um, roads look wet. 
And it's looking like more towards Norristown, Phoenixville, Exton, Malvern, out those ways, and Pottstown, mm. uh, that they are getting some snow. Uh, some flurries, yeah, uh, right, uh, right now. So and then the plan, uh, most of the areas will shift over to sort of like a wintry mix, and uh, then rain, and then rain. Yeah, exactly. So, but yeah, it shows that uh, that a little bit of sleet or mix is in like Swedesboro, uh, Deptford, Glassboro, uh, spots like that. So, so the, the morning will be more problematic, and yeah. once everything shifted over to full rain, it should be better later. Yeah. On. So we're waiting for the the temperatures to come up a little bit. So it's it's like like here it's thirty one degrees right yeah. now. So it's right on the edge of it. I'm so putting on my my shorts. That's when you get the mix. Yeah, your winter shorts guy. Yeah, I'm not wearing shorts? shorts today only because I didn't know what I'd be facing weather wise. Yeah, and I think it's in bad taste. I would imagine. When when it comes to snow, the the winter shorts guy takes a break. He right? takes a break. I would yeah. think so. Yeah. All right. Um, you know what? We have not done in a few weeks, and I'm overrun with some stories. Uh, we have not gone to the uh, the Hall of Knowledge, ah. the Just Saying Institute, the Just Saying Institute, home of the new Gathier Mono Dental Institute. <laughs> <laughs> oh, stop. I think we're going to talk about that later on. <laughs> Kathy's got some dental things looming. Uh, but no, just say an institute. Uh, I have some interesting studies uh, and information to pass along to you. Uh, this one just came out the other day. And Kathy, I don't know if you saw this or not, uh, but uh, it was a, a picture that, that attracted me to the story. And it showed stunning. It was uh, br- bright green light coming from what they call a toilet plume. <laughs> Particles Ooh. highlight an invisible phenomenon that's easy to ignore, but many deserve uh, that might deserve more of your attention. So, the University of Colorado Boulder engineers studying the spread of fecal pathogens and health hazards associated with flushing yeah. uh, oh, yeah. pointed laser lights. You know, at, I know at a lidless <laughs> public restroom toilet, huh? the same kind commonly seen in North America public restrooms, to illuminate rapid spreading tiny water droplets and. The picture will terrify you. Did you what? see it? You know this is why I hold my breath when I flush the toilet and leave and run out of the stall. You hold your breath. I've told yeah. and, and there are people who Nick laughed at me. I almost yeah. got angry at me because I do that, and I was like, I don't care. I don't care. By the way, do our toilets will flush yeah. automatically. Automatically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you could just simply walk out and leave that big steamer right there. So I have, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm have to worry running about out. It. Yeah. Uh, here's the deal, yes, like- my somebody my sister in law actually told me this years ago. Um and she showed me it, it wasn't this picture, but it was similar and she's like, Oh my God, look and like because it was when we had, you know, when the kids were little and you're in there, you're like, you know, crushed in the stall. Everybody's trying yes. to go to the bathroom yeah. and you know and so she she told me that she holds her breath and runs out and I was like, that's not a bad <laughs> idea. Yeah, yeah, I you, think you, I'm going to do that. You're like a, a, a gymnast <laughs> when you're in there. I, I, right. I would say this. Um, you know, there uh, a lot of times diseases and things can be uh, transferred through bath mm. particulate <laughs> fecal matter. And uh, so that's part of the deal. But, yeah, uh, it is a terrifying photo. You know, this is going to set a whole bunch of people off. We're going to be like, I knew it. Yeah. I knew it. So listen to this. John Cromaldi, who's the lead author on the study, and he's also the head of the uh, Ecological Fluid Dynamics Lab at CU Boulder, said, we had expected these aerosol particles would just sort of float up. But he says, and I quote, they came out like a rocket. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you you would imagine because some of those, it's like a forceful flush. Listen, and you, you, get a little you, ever, you ever flush a toilet and, and you can like feel the air. 
being sucked into the toilet. And it, it actually scares you. When uh, you. Yeah, like if you pull the handle and like you yeah. feel it shake. Like what the like, hell like was that? Like you feel the plumbing shake. Yeah. Like there's some, some kind of super vacuum on the other end that's sucking that down. Yeah, it's like an incredible force. I don't know but, why they have them set like that. But even with that, the, the water gets jostled around and so some of it flies up even though everything is going down. He said, once you see these videos, you're never going to think about a toilet flush the same way again. Well, do you I, have um? Do you have the what are the what do they call low water? What what is the term for the uh, the oh, yeah. toilets that don't use a lot of water in the flushing process? We have one in our house, right. uh, and and the bottom line is if you if you just hit the if you just push the the yeah. uh, the flush. What, what the handle down? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, it will it will just flush a tiny bit. Right. The more yeah. you hold it down, the, uh, the more the longer the flush. For so, a one and two. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And there are, and there, are, there are also some that have two different like the little button. buttons yeah, on button. top. Yeah, but I never know which is which. The little ones for pee. The big ones for poop. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Kathy, real quick. <laughs> when you're some, sometimes you. they're they're made that way, Kathy, where one is a little bit larger than okay. the other, and so that's that's All what right. it is. Kathy, when you're at home and you have to flush the toilet, will you put both toilet seats down first? The lid. Yeah. Okay. okay. You guys don't? No. And no. listen, I yeah, oh, I, I want to say this. No, I, I, I actually I actually hold my face down and waft yeah. it out. By the way, your own is not going to cause, your own fecal matter is not going to yeah, cause Yeah, but I don't want to spray you. all over the bathroom. Okay. Right. All right. right. She's a lady. She's just thoughtful. Yeah. What were you going to say, guys? Nothing. Okay. Yeah, we've moved on. So, uh, until now, no one understood that uh, what the airborne particles above flush toilets look like and how they land on the surrounding surfaces in what a school news release called a spur-of-the-moment experiment published in the Journal of Scientific Reports on December 8th. The research made a big splash, providing the first direct visualiz- visualization of a plume. Uh, researchers hope the study will lead to improve uh, disinfection ventilation strategies or toilet and flush designs as well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So they uh, we've t- we've had lengthy conversations about what we like and don't like about toilets, and and uh, uh, if they could uh, fix this a little bit, that'd be nice. I wonder, did they have any uh, indication as to how much of this? Uh, spray, they believe, leads to unhealthy situations. Well, fecal matter, along with various pathogens and water particles, can blast through the air and on <laughs> yeah. sur- surfaces after flushing the toilet without the lid on. Understanding the way these particles move is important in mitigating risk to exposure from pathogens such as E. coli, uh, C. Uh, difficile, and neuroviruses and endoviruses. Uh, Steve, they said that energetic... Airborne particles from the plume made unpredictable movements, but mostly traveled upwards, rising to the lab's ceiling. Wow. Backward towards the rear wall and outward, spreading forward from the ceiling and into the room. They say, Kathy, that in a lot of cases, the vapor actually follows you home. Right. (laughs) The goal of the study was to capture dynamic visuals of these smaller particles, which are hazardous because they float in the air for longer and can easily escape nose hairs and reach deep into one's lungs. So your nose hairs are actually supposed to stop stuff yeah. like that. That's why it's there. That's why they're there. That's why they, don't they don't need to hang out of your nose. Yeah, no, you can, <laughs> you can trim, trim them some, but they do have a... Uh, I hate that look of the... Uh, I know, I do. Oh, little, little, little tribbles my dad, hang. Yeah. My dad, like, he, you know, he's of an age where he just yeah. doesn't care. Just, same, it's disgusting. I just tr- trim my it dad, back, at least, at least flush with the it, edge with of the, the nostril. I gave my dad a nose trim. And yeah. I remember looking at him one time, and I went, "Where is the nose trimmer that I got you?" Like, I get, he goes, "Oh, it's in my top drawer." I'm like, "We'll use it." They're not funny, but I hardly use it. 
Uh, so if it doesn't bother him, then let it go. Uh, in case they hang out, like it, it... bothers everyone else. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh. I don't need anything else to think about when I'm in a bathroom. I already went from an episode. I looked it up in 1996 of pop-up video Jules, who will save your soul. It told me that the First stall in every public bathroom is the cleanest stall, and I've always yeah, used. Jules no told you that. Yes, exactly. VH1 told me that. Oh, okay. Uh, wait a minute. Why? Why does no one go into the first? I don't stall? know. Is don't it know. too close to the door? No, because the perception well, no. is that's the most used stall. Yeah. Well, and I think typically it's the handicapped stall. No, mm, no. I don't know. Yeah. So I think that that you pass by it. At least I do. I don't use the handicap stall if I don't have. I to. use the handicap stall a lot because I uh, like to bring a charcuterie board in. With uh, it. No, yeah. please. Cool. No, the um, yeah. Um, I think, and I think it relates directly to this, Marissa. The perception is that is the most frequently used, and so people bypass it. So it ends up being the not often used stall. Okay. You know? Interesting. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, the, they recommend you close the lid. But even if you close the lid, some of it still gets it out, out anyway. Sides. Yep. Uh, it says, in fact, yeah, in a 2021 review of aerosol generation in public restrooms published in the American Institute of Physics found that closing the lid uh, led to a decrease in bacteria but did not eliminate them from air samples completely, which suggests that droplets can still escape between a toilet cover and seat. Let me ask you, in your family, Kathy, are you the most um, germ, germaphobe? Are you neck and neck with your mother? Um, I, I'm not sure. Okay. Uh, no, I'm probably a little worse than my mom. Okay. But, <laughs> but that's where it the comes. The student has become the master. But you know that's where it comes from. Yes, you know? absolutely. So. Yeah. All right. Uh, I have another bit of uh, scientific study that was done. This one <laughs> I found very interesting. Uh, snakes yes. are best known for, you know, their venomous bites and things like that. But I have some interesting thing uh, things about snake genitals. Like, you hardly even think about it, snake genitals. You don't see any genitals on uh, them. You don't. I'm, I'm still wrapping my mind around the toilet. By the way, the male genitals are called hemipenes. <laughs> and uh, female snakes also have some unique parts of their genitalia. Anginas. Uh, nope, they're called. There are two of them. Actually, you're gonna you're gonna love the name. Uh, they're um, hemiclitoris. Really? Yes. All right. Wow. We can say that. Yes, we can. Because we have hemi in front of it. <laughs> so they have they have two of them. Believe it or not. Is it hema or hubba? Uh, in he- hubba clitoris. No, uh, hema clitoris. Yeah. Is what it- they have two of them. It's also the picture for the angels. No, it's not. Uh, a first of its kind study. Published on Wednesday in the Proceedings of the Royal Society B, mm-hmm. provides the first anatomical description of female snake. Uh, and I'm not gonna, I'm not going to say the word. I can't. Bill will be, have a heart attack. So I'm going to start with. I'm going to paraphrase the uh, uh, the Seinfeld episode. The female snake Dolores. Okay. Oh. All right. Oh, that's her name. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I remember. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, it finds that at least nine snake species have not one but two of them. Uh, so that's why they, they call them hemiclitor. Uh, so, so the snakes have a Dolores in, uh, okay. Okay. There are two of them. Some of the, there's two of them. There's two of them. Of and, course. And where are they aligned along the, the body? Oh, I don't know. Uh, across the animal kingdom, female genitalia are overlooked in comparison to their male counterparts, according to the study and lead researcher, Megan Falwell, who is from the University of Adelaide in Australia. Uh, she said, our study counters a longstanding assumption that the 
uh, uh, <laughs> that the hemiclitoris oh, yeah. is either absent or non-functional in snakes. But a team of scientists from Australia and the United States can contribute to the groundbreaking research that examined female genitalia and adult snake specimens from nine species uh, compared to uh, compared to adult and juvenile male snake genitalia. Well, okay, so besides the hemiclitoris, do they have hunt? I don't know if they have hunts. Uh, so that based on the CT scans of the species in the study, where, uh, where is this study from? Uh, Australia. He found it in the bathroom. <laughs> uh, it's at the University of Adelaide. Yeah, they do a lot of good Why? snake work there. Because I can't find anything about it. How are you spelling it? Hema. H e m i c l i t o r e s. Nestle's makes the very best. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's no. Information about this. All right. Well, it's a legit study. I mean, uh, are you on your snake porn site again? Do it. Do a search on uh, Megan Falwell. Yo, uh, ever heard of jerk snakes? <laughs> Yo, ever heard of jerk mate? I love jerk snakes. He's <laughs> trying spent... to correct the word to helicopter. <laughs> yeah. See, it's 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 a fairly new term. Or just do a search on snake genitalia. I, I did. So Preston, something that is, and I didn't wasn't quite realizing this. This this had been a long elusive thing, right? And and, and you you probably rejected that, and I didn't pick up on that. The only thing I found that says the female equivalent of a hemipenis. Okay. Kathy, here, look up on the monitor. <laughs> CBS News has it. The Guardian has it. CNET has it. So yeah, this is a legit story. Yeah, I don't so, know. Let me ask you. you don't know. <laughs> So, sex in the animal kingdom is, is primarily a perpetuation of the species thing. We don't believe that that there's pleasure. The that snake they, is that like, they, oh, you, you totally missed my spot. Uh, yeah. And there's two of them, too. Yeah, yeah, and you, yeah. you didn't get yeah, either yeah, of them. Yeah, twice the chance. Yeah. Um, so, well, uh, yeah, okay. Uh, it says, if more research confirms that this, this functional thing exists in these uh, ladies, it could challenge the assumption that sex is uh, coercive in snakes right? and could advance the study of female genitalia throughout the animal kingdom. So there's horny snakes? Yeah. Uh, but, like, uh, or in it just for the blood, like casual snake sex. So the team found that like uh, the two-part uh, hemipenes in male snakes and lizards... Hemipenes. Females have sensitive nerves. Their their unit, their their equipment has sensitive nerves and erectile tissue. However, unlike in males, the females hemiclitoris does not uh, have hooks and spines that are believed to assist in mating, which male units I do. You have a hook yeah, yeah. and spine. Yeah, it's next to my butterball turkey thing. No, but we've we've talked about like cats that get stuck together and ducks oh, and things I, like that. My dog yeah. Chelsea and our neighbor's dog got locked. Yeah. <gasps> they did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How did you get them apart? Hacksaw. Uh, no, no, you have to wait for everything to uh, disengorge, I guess. And, oh, and, uh, wait, were you, and were you friendly with the neighbors? Yeah, we started my friend Rick oh, and right. his dog. Because that would and be they, awkward they were, they were, if you they were, didn't... Yeah, so... <laughs> if you didn't really know them, you had to stand there and wait? We had to stand there and wait until they... Uh, <laughs> and, they, I mean, they were both, you know, fixed, but it was... Um, it was funny to watch it. Oh, wow. Uh, the study, uh, by the way, so it said um, the study allowed the team to provide accurate descriptions and labels of the genitalia of female snakes and can better our understanding of reproduction, evolution, and ecology and all snake-like reptiles, lizards included. Ladies and gentlemen, I have some great news about snake sex. Yeah. They have two men in the book. What? Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was very interesting. That's so... All right. I wonder in general, were you, uh, do you think most women would vote for two if they could? Yes. <laughs> yeah. 
Where would they put that second one? I don't know. There's too much going on. I would on your I would align them vertically to make it look like an elevator. <laughs> oh my God! Right? Steve. What floor do you want to go to? Yeah, uh, yeah. Would you vote for the well, bottom? I'm not Dolores takes you to Cho's, right? <laughs> In our basement here. Uh, but uh, yeah, yeah. I don't, why not? If yeah. you could have two penises, would you? No. Yes, but I would have. I would just attach the second one to my current one okay. for length. <laughs> for length, <laughs> just a show off. <laughs> are do are some people? Are there people that that are born with multiple? Uh, I believe so. Yeah. I think so. It's an anomaly. But... I think you did have a story of a woman who had uh, two. I've, I've heard of that, yeah. but I didn't know if there were men two who people. have. Yes, I, in the history of all the the yeah. anomalies yeah. that occur, yeah. yeah, two functioning ones. I, I know one could play the harmonica. Okay, no, I, I, I didn't. <laughs> I mean, that's entertaining. Ah, that is Oh my God. Marissa just Whoa. pulled up a picture Whoa. of something called diphthalia. Right. The hell? Oh uh, and it's one of the Adams family relatives. Uh, and it, oh my God, it's horrible. Oh. There's a picture of it on Wikipedia. That's yep. horrible. What's the top? That's What's a major. Happening? That's wow. a major deformity. Yeah. Here's the okay. uh, wow. audio of it. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. That actually looks like seafood. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. It affects one out of every five to six million baby boys. Oh, boy. But I assume they can... Does it say whether or not they can correct it, Kathy? Um, I don't know. Well, can I correct it? <laughs> All right, I'm not going to go through and read this whole article. No, 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 no. You'll just, just save it for later. That's my thing. So, can you close uh, it out? Here, you do it. Oh, I can't, uh, I can't look at it again. I'm busy. Um, so, uh, some female uh, snakes have uh, two doors. Right. So that's yeah, what we learned. That them. is pretty amazing. All right. Next, uh, next study from the Just Saying Institute, home of the Kathy Romano School of Dentistry. Uh, <laughs> let's see. I'm trying to find something that might be a little less um, vaginal. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how about this? All right. This is uh, away from medical science and onto uh, maybe. Uh, the mental side of things. Yes. Uh, encouraging men to maintain close friendships through life, promote their physical and mental health for the long haul. Now, the the, the title of this article was Why snakes Most... Have no. <laughs> Ever heard of jerk snakes? Uh, no. Why Most Men Don't Have Enough Close Friends. Uh, it says, studies found men exhibiting lower levels of emotional intimacy and vulnerability, mm. making it harder for them to build community and keep up with friends. Scientists found that men who prioritize close relationships stave off one of the most damaging human health threats, and that's loneliness. I, I've, I've ju- I just finished a book on... on we, we tend to think of loneliness as sort of this... Oh, yeah, it's sad that they're lonely. Not realizing, and the book makes the case, in, in many studies, people literally die from loneliness. Wait, yeah. but hold on. You're saying that, that men don't have close friends because they're lonely? They don't have enough they're close friends. Watching no. too much snake porn. Uh, no, they said that men who prioritize close relationships uh, stave off one of the most damaging human health of oh, loneliness. Okay. So if you... So lonely. This is this poor guy. So lonely. So lonely and sad, real alone. Um, so yes, if you if you have close friends, you can stave off. Got it. Uh, yeah. Better for your mental health. Uh, yeah. Do you have many close male friends? Um, I have, I have three. Okay. Yeah, that that I would consider. Uh, yeah. 
Or no, I mean, you guys too. Besides, yeah, him. yeah, it's a different yeah. dynamic because besides me, yeah, right hand yeah. man. <laughs> you are but I know what you're saying. Man. As outside of work, which yeah. is a unique, uh, right. But tip, but typically, I would say men don't have as many of those close friends. So let me ask you this. You know, like, I think three is actually a pretty good number. So for women, do you, of the, you like, my wife has many friends. Um, I would probably say, though, it probably falls into the three or four very good friends, like close, close friends. I'm like at, I'm probably at like five or six, like very good close friends. And then you know, there and then of other people, kind of in different crowds. But right. like First my out there, uh, is, do you think maybe it's because uh, <sighs> the when the ladies in your life don't want you hanging out with your friends all the time? Do you know what I mean? Like you always you're, hear, you're saying my that wife that... is not that way. I'm you know I'm sort of free right. reign to do what I want, and you know I'm, I'm not uh, to stay away from the stove. No, but to, you know you hear. <laughs> <laughs> I'm allowed. To, I'm allowed to use the stove. <laughs> Uh, I mean, it could be. That could be a reason why the close relationship um, dwindles. I don't follow. What do you mean? She's saying. He's blaming the women. Like, <laughs> that's what he's saying. But, but like that whole Friday with the Fridays for the boys, yeah. right? And that's great, oh, great, no. great. And then after a little while, no. and it's like, no, listen, man, you have responsibilities here at home. You can't go out with Stan tonight. You it, know, you got to stay home. It may be that way in mm-hmm. some cases, yeah, but not in mine personally. No, that's what I'm saying. Not, not mine, mine either. either. Yeah. And I and I have, I have you know, just a s- small couple of very, good friends uh and and that's um and that feels right to me and i don't feel that i uh, there is a joy to having that in your life and i can understand what they're saying about this casey you're very um you know fraternal and you have a guy friends would you say close male friends three no, I'm more than that. Okay. Yeah, more yeah. than that. Casey's and, more like, social than yeah. we are. But also, I mean, listen, I, I'm also living where I grew up, right? That's yeah. a good so, point. Like, I, I'm literally yeah. one and a half miles away from my one best friend and a 10-minute ride from my other best friend. You know, and then I've made, uh, you know, friends along the way as well. Side topic. Yeah. What percentage of people that were born in Delaware County do you think never get out of Delaware <laughs> County? Oh, my God. Uh... Seventy <laughs> percent. Well, is, is it also cult thing? Well, going on. <laughs> Kathy thinks it's a cult. I would say that um, there there are neighborhoods that I really like, Roxborough, and in certain areas that where people yeah. by choice stay because sure. they want that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and that can lead to right. more closer friends. Uh, Casey's right about that because if you if you do have people that you grew up around. Uh, there's a more likelihood that you're going to have a, a, a longer life uh, companionship. Well, you know, they say, you know, friend like a prison friend. Yeah. Uh, so, but I mean, like, even my best friend, uh, my buddy Steve, like, we'll talk. We'll go through stretches, like, once a week we'll, we'll yeah. talk. Yeah. But then it may be a couple months, yeah. you know? I mean, it's not like we're every day on the phone. He listens every day, though, man. He does. He does listen He's a good day. friend. He's a good friend. Yeah, yeah I like that guy. Uh, so <laughs> what you need to do is keep it, keep that in mind. And I, and I do have uh, some fears of down the road, especially at a latter point in life, right. of being one way. Right. Uh, so won't we? So won't we? It's inevitable. <laughs> So it all depends on how your life plays out. So. You know what, though? Keep make sure that you understand the importance of of hugs and and that you know the the family and and encountering people and all that. It does it. 
time and time again, science has proven that it is a physical reaction. It's something you need in your life. I'm going to bear a little bit of my soul right now. Oh okay. my god! If, if you don't mind, and and one of the one of the thing one of the reasons I'm hesitant in in meeting uh, new people and maybe forming new relationships is fear for finding out something about them that I don't like. Hmm. You know what I mean? Is that irrational? Is it because there's a lot of uh, you know, uh, what would, on what level that they're a pedophile or? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not down with that. Uh, What's with the wine coolers and rubbers? I don't know. I don't know. Something about them that that fundamentally is is a you know uh, of my my tenants in life uh, that that they may well, have a, a, an opposing view on, and I'm like mm, I can't, I'm not down with that. I would, an opposing view on something wouldn't wouldn't be a deal killer at all uh, for me. A- absolutely it not. It can't at all. be for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, unless I mean, unless you're talking stupid stuff like you're talking as someone a racist, right? Yeah, yeah. But but Which that I have found I mean, out a couple times. I'm like, whoa. Well, okay, we're. I mean, not there's obvious ones like you're, you're or or you're you know you're uh, you have something that is societally considered reprehensible. Right. right. But I mean, if someone has differing opinions on the nuances of life, whether it be politics or religion or so on and so forth, but they're accommodating, I- I'm completely fine with that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, they're saying that men don't have uh, enough close friends, and that's something you may want to try to work on. All of us can work on a little bit. All right. Uh, let's get to another one. We'll have time for one more, and then we will move on. There, are, God, there are a lot of things that I haven't gotten to in quite a while. <laughs> I've I have several stories that involve poop. Are you going to have to upload up a, uh, another institute? Uh, we might have yeah. to down the road. A satellite JSI? Uh, let's go with... Listen, poop okay. is a common... Food and poop. All right, how about this? New science suggests that walking in a winter wonderland actually makes you feel more comfortable in your own skin. I agree with this. Polish researchers found that levels of self-appreciation increased after strolling in the snow. Wow. While hanging out in nature has been proven to boost ideas about body positivity, this is the first time a significant connection between snowy environments and positive self-image have been observed in humans. I will tell you this. Interesting. For the years that I hike, and and I, you know, I miss hiking with my dog. My dog Chelsea passed away, uh, you know, a while ago. Uh, and and but every day we'd go out and hike for an hour hour and a half and go and we'd hike these trails and we'd watch them change through the seasons, and when you were out there and even if it was snowy we'd go out and hike for miles. Yeah. And there, I believe that a thousand percent. It seems I do have to admit when walking in a winter one. Yeah. Um, it seems a little quieter. It's yeah. awesome. You know what I mean? It's awesome. Uh, there's something about it uh, that, that is special. Just, if you can get past the freezing cold yeah. part of it, if you bundled up enough, yeah. it's pretty magical. So if you're hiking again, like, I, you know, um, the first 10 minutes, you know, oh, man. But once you start, you're moving and everything, you, you'll be fine. And once you're out there, Preston, you, and you, again, with a little bit of snow or a lot of snow, whatever, there is that quiet, that blanket sort of feel right. that that is there, and it is really the the the, the epitome of a Zen experience, and uh, I, I love it. I hey. love it, too. and just you know, and you try to take a picture of it, and yeah. it doesn't do it justice. It like doesn't. you have to just yeah. enjoy it. We had we had a kind of a, a an ice storm for like just a small part of a day, and I'm like, oh my. God, this yeah. is yeah. beautiful. I'm going to go get out some great pictures. Didn't capture it at no, all. No, no. I felt so bummed out. Hey, Steve, now we're talking about walking in a winter wonderland. Um, 
Instagram knows what I like, and they have these uh, rubber crampons that you just because I know you're a crampon I have, like, guy. I like three or four pairs of them. Are, are, are they oh, rubber? Awesome. Uh, yeah, they just go I, right on. Absolutely, I ordered okay. them from from Amazon, uh, and they I you know I've had those. And honestly, they're great. You wear them down. You, you buy. They're not expensive at all. Yeah. But you throw them on any pair of shoes, and they're terrific. Uh, here's a uh, text from Tony. Says every time it snows, I go on a snowy walk. There is nothing like it. It's peaceful. It's pretty. And then you want to get cozy afterwards. Do you know what I do? Ten out of ten. Highly recommend. Yes, better than cats. I would say this, Preston, as well. On Christmas Eve, I like to go out for a walk in the, you know right in the evening and look at look at the lights. Oh, it's that's a good quiet. idea. Rochelle's nice. family used to do this, and uh, they had uh, <clears throat> their grandfather had a, a convertible, and on Christmas Eve, oh. they would grab all the blankets they could get, oh. and they would do like a, a nighttime ride and go look at Christmas lights. That's yeah. awesome. With the top down, yeah, yeah. That's and cool. so, in case you have a Jeep, we bought a Jeep. I'm yeah. thinking about doing that, about taking the top off of the Jeep. Listen, right now, with, and going out for a Christmas Eve. Ride. Blanket technology, fun. and and I mean, your thick blankets or whatever. <laughs> yeah. The heated blankets and the battery, the lithium batteries or whatever. Yeah, you can go do it, and you'll have fun, uh, a fine old time. You know, my town growing up, they and they, they still do it. Uh, Rutledge, they do those uh, those luminaries. I think they're oh, called. Oh, yeah, I love that. Candles in the bags. Yes. yes, I love that. I do too. Yeah, I thought about maybe setting something like that up, but sometimes you see the black bags are blown over. Yeah. Do you oh. have a or like the one house that doesn't do it. Uh-huh. Well, what, is so every, everybody in the neighborhood supposed to do it? Well, yeah, like I think like a note is sent out and it's like, hey, we're going to do this. Okay. And, yeah, or we'll everybody. burn your house. Yeah. <laughs> My town did it. I feel like the fire department went and, and set it up and did it on their own. But, uh, Press, do you have an HOA? No. Okay, yeah, sometimes, like, the HOA will be responsible for that. Yeah, like, right. they'll, sometimes they'll provide the bags. You just have to go pick them up and, okay. you know, set them up or whatever. But you drive through the neighborhood. There's always one house that doesn't have it. <laughs> Do you know that Miracle on 13th Street, if you buy a house there, you have to, like, sign a contract that says that you will participate. Well, some of them were. Explain, explain really? what, what yeah. this is. So, Miracle on 13th Street is in uh, this, South Philly. Right. It's and, a block of South Philadelphia. Did that it, made, it made your list, it, right? It was years ago. Right. I had put it on there, and I actually just went on uh, Friday night and it's it's just one block mm-hmm. of lights and it is really pretty um but i did hear something about the families moving on there uh, moving on to the block but i did notice there not every house was completely decorated. but you're sort of compelled to to, to agree to participate yeah as far yeah. as i know there's maybe it's just like lore or something yeah. but you have to like it's in a contract that you ah. have to sign when you buy the house that you'll participate i think they just want to keep the tradition alive sure it's beautiful and they have a big party at the very beginning of it like for a lighting ceremony and i think they collect money that that night for to, charity and to pay the electric oh, to pay that? bill. Yeah, yeah, it's is, true. is it one night? No, particular? it's all season. It's all, all season? season long. Yeah. Well, look, look, look at the picture. It's awesome. And yeah. what the rule is, you have to decorate. It, apparently. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I mean, listen, you would be. If you don't celebrate. You don't have to. You know. Yeah, yeah but right? but on this block, like you would be an outcast if you yeah. weren't. If you weren't decorated, I think what they do. I'm an outcast. Yeah, but people like <laughs> right, Grinch. Well, yeah, the guy who, has, who says he doesn't have any friends. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't say that. I no, said I have three friends. I know. A hole. <laughs> the guy who only has three friends. Well, now he's got two because he doesn't like me. Now he's got two friends. <laughs> the street is so festive. You, giving up. you wouldn't move there if you didn't like Christmas. And because there's constantly people coming down you the street and looking at You wouldn't move there if you didn't that. like Christmas. What if you found the perfect place for your price and yeah. your home you wanted to live? Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's like that here. house near the pet cemetery. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally, the, the block is known for this. Okay, all right. It'd be like moving on that uh, windy stretch of road in San Francisco and not enjoying the sound of squeaking oh, lum- brakes. Lombard Street? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
right. Well, anyhow, uh, apparently it does you good to get out and walk in a winter wonderland, by the way. All right, that's a JSI. We're going to close things up on the Institute. Thanks for stopping by. Make sure you go by the Kathy Romano Romano School of Dentistry. School of Dentistry, yes. All right, we're going to take a break. I do have some bizarre file stories that I think you will like when we come back. Uh, Mr. John Waite will be joining us on the program this morning as well, so hang out for a bit if you don't mind. Stream WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Listen on our mobile app or go to WMMR.com. It's kind of self-explanatory after that. Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Stephen's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic, solitaire, Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Stephen's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Text that says, I hate uh, Christmas music except for what you guys play. <laughs> and they said, I can't wait to hear your version of Oh Holy Night. Oh, Jesus. Uh, which is interesting because, you know what, we don't, we don't beat those to death. We probably, maybe at most, will play our little cutesy Christmas things yeah. twice yeah. each. Yeah. Oh Holy Night, we probably just play one time a year. And that's, it. that's the most polarizing. Yeah. And it's like five and a half minutes yeah, yeah, long, yeah. so it's it's a chunky one. But uh, yeah, we don't we don't beat you to death with those things. So you gotta you gotta stay with us if you want to hear them. Uh, so I'm, I was moving some stuff over studio, well, you know, file wise on computers in, the, in where I record at home, and um, I came across the outtakes case of uh, Christmas at Christmas Cookie. Oh my god, with oh, Gary no. Lauer, oh. and I forgot how much editing. I had to do. Oh, yeah. To get, I mean, at a certain point, I was just taking letters and assembling words. Yeah. We'll have to play that one soon, yeah. too, because that's a, uh, that's becoming a must uh, here. The outtakes are even, oh, God. Yeah, instant classic. All right. Uh, bizarre File Stories, let's go. Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Files. Brought in this morning by Wawa. It is gift card season, and Wawa is your one-stop shop for all gift cards. And from Wawa gift cards, Wawa e-gift cards, or a gift card from your favorite brand, Wawa has a gift card for anyone on your list. Wawa. So a Calgary man 
accidentally killed himself after attacking another man with a knife following a road rage incident. Oh. So did he have the handle part facing forward? He may have been confused. <laughs> now, I don't know exactly how he ended up stabbing himself, but the Calgary Police Service was initially investigating the 21-year-old man's death as a homicide, but it was determined that he died as a result of an accidental self-inflicted injury. On December 10th, two drivers, uh, the victim and a 35-year-old man, got into a fight after a near collision. Uh, both men got out of their vehicles, but what began as a verbal fight turned in uh, turned physical when a 21-year-old pulled out a knife. Oh, boy. Investigators believe the incident escalated into a physical altercation. The 35-year-old man suffered minor injuries, was taken to the hospital. Afterward, the younger driver accidentally stabbed himself with a knife, and he fled in his car. As he drove away, he lost consciousness and collided with a light post. Oh, wow. He, he was cut worse than he thought he was. Yeah. Or, or just, I don't know what the story was. It's hard to accidentally kill yourself with a knife. Uh, he was later discovered and pronounced dead at the scene because the death was not considered a homicide. Police say they will not release the identity of the dead man. Uh, identical twins, Kayla and Kelly Bingham, were accused of cheating on a medical school exam in 2016. Last month, they won a defamation case against a medical university of South Carolina, and they were awarded $1.5 million in damages. What was, uh, what was the claim? So they were then 24 years old. They were in their second year of studies at MUSC when they took the test in May of uh, 2016. Uh, Kelly said that uh, they were given assigned seats about four or five feet apart at the same table, but they couldn't see each other for the exam. A faculty member who was remotely monitoring the test taking noticed that the twins were progressing similarly through their examinations and had many of the same incorrect answers. The twins allege in court documents filed ahead of last month's trial. They also claimed that the proctor had been told to keep an eye on them. Keep an eye on those two. They look alike. And took notes on their behavior during the test, noting how they would nod their heads during the examination and occasionally pushed back from their computers, looked around the classroom, or shoveled their scratch paper. Mm-hmm. Two weeks after the exam, the faculty members accused them of cheating. A subsequent letter sent to the president of the college uh, said, stated that cheating had occurred and plaintiffs were signaling one another in passing notes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kayla said that there was no signaling. She said we were just nodding at a question at our own computer screens. They were initially found guilty by the school's honor council. However, an appeal decision was reversed. Uh, she said, we thought we had that it had gone away. Kelly said this. And, um, uh, however, Kayla said that uh, whenever they went, uh, wherever they went, people would gossip about us and we would get a cold reception. Court documents allege that the findings of the Honor Council were leaked to the student body. And due to the ensuing hostility, the twins left medical school altogether and went on to abandon their plans for careers in medicine. Well, that sucks. After withdrawing from the school, the twins filed a lawsuit a year later. uh, She said we weren't going to roll over and let our reputation be ruined. After going to trial last month, the jury sided with the twins and awarded each sister $750,000 in damages. Uh, During the trial, by the way, a behavioral geneticist expert, a genetics expert, testified that Twins are genetically predisposed to behave the same way and that cheating complaints against twins are very common. Wow. Uh-huh. Yeah, interesting. <laughs> really interesting. A woman pleaded not guilty to allegedly killing her ex-stepfather after finding nude photos of herself on his computer. Oh, oh my God. God. Jade Jenks was accused of drugging, strangling, and suffocating Thomas Miriman, her ex-stepfather, with a plastic bag on New Year's Eve 2020. Uh, Miriman Happy was, New Year! Miriman was the co-founder of Butterfly Farms in Encinitas, California, which is a nonprofit dedicated to the conservation of butterflies. 
Uh, Jenks, an interior designer, allegedly found explicit photos of herself on his computer while cleaning his room after it was uh, he was hospitalized for a fall. Report- so, so he ran the butterfly farm? Yes. Oh, Report like- Reports say Jenks sent the photos co- uh, consensually to her old boyfriend. Oh. And she says somehow or another, this guy got a hold of him. Miriam was found, the guy was found dead under a pile of trash in his driveway mm. in January of 2021. Prosecutors say that they uh, the... Discovery deeply disturbed her and led her to planning and committing his murder. Jenks was close to Miriam uh, through her mother, uh, though her mother was no longer married to him. She allegedly confessed to killing him to her friend Adam. Adam Siplak is his name. Uh, according to his testimony, she reportedly wanted to make the death look like an overdose because he abused alcohol and drugs. And according to the prosecutor, during a text exchange between Jenks and Siplak. She said her stepfather's body was in her car and she needed help moving it. And the prosecutor read several texts that she sent to Siplak that said, I just dosed the hell out of him. He's waking up. I really don't want to be the one to do this. I can't carry him alone and I can't keep a kicking body in my trunk. I'm about to club him, she said, on the head as he's waking up. I'm not strong enough. He's very aware. And now I'm on my own. Prosecutor said that Jenks also confessed the murder to a fixer. Uh, but they never went to the scene of the crime. Uh, so it's a bad fixer. She faces life in prison if, com- if convicted. It's all kinds of weirdness in that uh, one. So she, she was she. The pictures ended up on the dad's computer. Yes, she, she, she was she, she was not underage in these pictures. Nope. Okay. Yep. And there's no indication that he was doing anything other than he just had the pictures on the computer. According to what I read, yeah. Right. And you can't kill people you for that. You can't kill people yeah. for that. No. Yeah, exactly. One last story. A co-principal at Punxsutawney Area High School has been arrested for the third time in the last four months, according to criminal documents. So what does that mean? Are we going to get more winter? According to the criminal complaints. Phil? <laughs> 45-year-old Paul Hetrick was arrested in September for DUI, was subsequently arrested in October for violating a protection from abuse order, and was then arrested in December for violating the protection of abuse order again. The principal got arrested for drunk driving again. It's going to be a long winter. Uh, when asked for comment, Punxsutawney Area School Board President said the school district is following the necessary policies and procedures regarding personnel matters in this situ- as this situation unfolds. The next school board meeting is scheduled for January 5th, so we'll see if they do something about... <laughs> Might be time to move on. The principal who's been arrested three times in the last four months. And there you go. That's what I have in the Bizarre File for you this morning. All right. Uh, we're going to take a break. I'd like to give something to our friends listening this morning. Case oh, we, you know have, what? Yeah. yeah. Give me those... Um, well, I'm going to give you beer. The, oh, okay. All right. Yeah. I got a case of beer. We can yeah. do that. We haven't done uh, we'll yet. take caller number uh, 14 at 215-263-WMMR. And we have a case of Victory's Dirt Wolf, uh, one of Philly's favorite beers. Your Dirty it's Wolf. a big and bold, delicious double IPA on the prowl at 8.7%. Wow. Uh, find, yeah, find Victory Dirt Wolf near you. So call number 14. It's yours. Got to be at least 21-215-263-WMMR. We'll be back in a moment. From 8 to 10, Nick from the Preston and Steve Show rocks The Post. 129 South 30th Street, Center City, with a Preston and Steve's Christmas Miracle Miller Lite Ugly Sweater Edition pre-party. Enter for a chance to win a seat at the big event on December 21st at Parks Casino and enjoy $4 Miller Lite drafts and $14 pitchers. Real quick, I want to mention something. Marissa gave this to me. Uh, our friend uh, Victor Fiorello at uh, Philly Mag. 
uh, plays in a band, plays in a group. Um, and the lead singer is Martha Graham Cracker. I love that. Uh, yeah, uh, a great drag queen, awesome, really fun. They do this version of War Pigs, which is phenomenal. Um, but unfortunately, uh, uh, Martha Graham Cracker's real name is uh, Dito Van uh, Reis- uh, Rigersberg. Um, and has been diagnosed with leukemia uh, and is undergoing treatment. And so they're, they're going to have a, a benefit. Uh, the best chance for a cure is a peripheral blood stem cell transplant, uh, which is a non-invasive bone marrow transplant, which means finding a donor match uh, as soon as possible is important. So uh, next Wednesday, uh, they're having an event. It's going to be at Bob and Barbara's Jazz Lounge from 5 to 8 p.m. There's going to be live music, drink specials, uh, catching up with old friends. There's no cover, so they're not looking for money to be raised. What they're doing is it's an open opportunity for anybody to 18 to 40 years old uh, to be there. There's a station uh, for people who are outside uh, the bar for those who are under 21, but to come and get swabbed yes, and see if you're a potential match uh, for Dito. I'm not sure if it's Dito or Dido. Um, uh, for someone else uh, or for someone else needing a donor. Okay. So you can come and get this. And, and they said it's a non-invasive uh, bone marrow transplant, so keep that in mind. Um, if you can't make it, you can text uh, a code that they have set up, which is swab for martha the number 4, swab for martha to 61474. And the National Registry is going to send you an at-home swab kit if you want to do it that way. Uh, and even if you aren't a match uh, for Dito, you could be a match for somebody else and could give uh, them a new lease on life. So if you're interested in making a financial contribution, they will do that. Um, they want you to direct your funds to Be The Match, which right. is an organization handling this donor drive. Uh, so if you can help out, this event is going to be next Wednesday at Bob and Barbara's Jazz Lounge. I think it's a great idea that they're doing, Stuff like that. Uh, that, that, yeah. that they're swabbing for, to see if they can find potential uh, donors. Yeah, the story uh, yesterday about the uh, guy with the billboards kidney. looking for a kidney. That's right. Uh, so links to this information is posted on the community page of WMMR. Dot com and uh, we uh, wish nothing but the best. So that is coming up uh, next week and help out if you can. Um, all right, so uh, we got John Waite coming up with the program. Yes. Uh, in the 9 o'clock hour, we're going to talk to him. Uh, he's got a documentary out about his life and uh, Jackie Bam Bam is in it. Have, <laughs> has anybody seen it yet? I've seen a bit of it. Did Sorry, you see just, the Jackie Bam Bam segment? No, I did not. Okay, no, I see that. No, so it's, I, I, I uh, downloaded it. It's on Amazon Prime. So uh, yeah, and I just saw the uh, first uh, couple of minutes. I want to check out the uh, the. I've, I've only seen the trailer, but I want to see that part that uh, Jackie's in. If they ever make a documentary about uh, the life of Kathy Romano, uh, there might be a segment in it about uh, tomorrow <laughs> when she goes to the dentist. No, today. Oh, is it today? today? Oh. Yeah. Going to the dentist. This is like a, this is like a terrible situation for me. You're scared. Well, I'm scared, and also uh, I have the beginning stages of a cavity. <gasps> oh, oh, my Kathy. God. I know. Dear. How is this? Well, it's like a nightmare. Kathy like has perfect, 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 teeth. perfect teeth. You've got a um, perfect smile. Yeah, so so what they said, it, it so um, the dentist actually didn't even, he didn't even find it. It was the um, dental hygienist. She was like, no, check here, go back. And he was like, oh, he's um, like, yeah, you're right. You just stay here. Well, you know what? And you know what he said to me? He goes, uh, if anybody ever compliments you on your teeth, he's like, you can absolutely say I'm your dentist. He goes, I had nothing to do with it. But he goes, uh, he goes, you have great teeth. Um, so it's just like a little, he, they explained it as like a little, um, I guess, soft spot in the tooth. He said, there's no decay, so it's not a cavity. Right. But if I don't 
get it fixed is going to turn into a cavity and okay. eventually will start to decay and uh, it will become a cavity and much more of an issue. So I have And then to- you'll be gumming your corn. So I have to go and get, uh, so he's going to drill, like he said, basically, I think it's just the enamel, like it's not going uh, into the tooth near the the nerve, but they do it without Novocaine. Mm. No Novocaine? Yeah. Well, I was like, wait, hold on, back up. Wait a second, you're you're needle phobic, so when you go to get... Oh, I don't look. Oh, I do not but look. I do. Do you I get Novocaine? Never, do you get Novocaine? Yeah, I have yeah. never seen the needle. I don't know what it looks like. Okay. I close my eyes, and they know. They're All like, right. "Okay, here we go. Close your eyes." Here honey. comes the choo choo. <laughs> mm-hmm. yes. yeah. I'm like a little kid. We're like, what? Um, what they tell the kids? Like, oh, we're right. just gonna put a little something yeah. in your mouth. Yeah. I, uh, I, and anything that might cause that type of pain in the mouth, I can't stand. It's just, I, I hate it because it's. Even though it's teeny tiny, uh, it's very sharp when it does cut through, and it sucks. And the drill. Yeah. If I can recommend something, get inferior dental work as a child, and everything in your mouth will die, (laughs) and then then you don't feel the pain. Now, I I have Dr. Patula and Dr. Kaz. I've mentioned them both. They're they're excellent, and they're completely pain-free, which is amazing. And uh, But that, that for so many people, and I've heard this from so many people, it's not the actual dental work they hate. What they hate are the cleanings. Oh, I no. See, I'm I'm okay with all of yeah. that because typically when I go, there's there's no issue. You know what I mean? I, I get well, you, the cleaning, yeah. You're I, the superstar. My teeth. It's like feel- Tom Hanks going showing up at an acting school for a day. Yeah. yeah. Wait, but I was well, I was uh, had mentioned this to you guys, and I guess the interns heard, and so I was talking to them, and they were both talking off the ledge. Both of them have had it done. They said they didn't get Novocaine. It's no big deal. You do hear the drill, obviously. Um, but they said it's not like it's pain or anything. Do you guys remember years ago? And, uh, you know, the, <laughs> Phil Cosby sadly did a bit about it. Uh, when they would drill and you would see smoke coming oh out of the... Uh, oh yeah, sure. all, all that stuff. Oh, yeah. my God. Well, yeah. I'm just afraid they're going to get close to the nerve and then I'm going to feel it and jump and then the drill will go through my mouth. Yeah, probably. Yeah, oh, the, yeah. <laughs> so it's the... <laughs> Right. Like, what happens if I jump? That a crazed man with a starter pistol might run into the room and, and shoot it off. And <laughs> Ask him to strap your head down. Yeah. Oh, case. But I do like the idea of not getting the Novocaine because then once you're done, that's it. Like there's Yeah, no... you don't have to deal with that residual numbness for mm-hmm. the next couple hours or whatever it is. And also when I get the Novocaine, I get nervous because I'm afraid I'm going to swallow the uh, little like... Whatever the they, like the thing they yeah they put in your mouth so that you don't bite down. Oh really? Yeah, I always think I'm going to choke on it. <laughs> all kinds of fears. It's be wonderful living in terror. Seriously. Yeah. Constantly living. In Have you fear. ever fallen asleep? Did you ever get the gas? Uh, no. Well, you wouldn't need it. Your your teeth are perfect. What would they do? Um, right, that you wouldn't yeah, get no, the gas. Yeah, yeah, you would never, never needed nitrous. Yes. Mm-hmm. Nitrous started, is awesome, by the way. Oh, I, I've never gotten the nitrous, but I started wearing uh, earbuds. Like, if I have to have okay. anything with a drill, like my, a really my loud My wife is that way, Marissa. Guys, she's got to have that. Uh, or else when she, she gets She has to have that when she gets her teeth cleaned. She doesn't oh. want to hear the scra- scraping or anything. Yes. Yeah, oh. it's those sounds that just, like, give me the heebie-jeebies. Right, yeah. yeah. No, the scraping is something I, I don't really like to hear either, but, you know. What are you going to do? But I'll no tell you what. I, I've been, you know, flossing for a few years now. I was under Where did big, I get months? <laughs> I, was, uh, I was not a flosser. And uh, and it, there there's a notable difference ever t- since I started flossing. Oh, yeah. Like with my cleanings and, and the, the exams and stuff, it's it's been noticeable. I have like had little to no dental uh, issues. Years ago, uh, several years ago, I uh, I had gone to the dentist and I'm like I'm like uh, yeah my my glum my gums are bleeding when I'm brushing my teeth. What's going on with that? And they're like, do you floss? I'm like, 
no. <laughs> you need to floss. That's why. Yep. And, and and I started doing it, and I'm like, sure enough, it stopped. Yeah, so right. my, my toothbrush has a built-in water pick, so I can put it on both settings, mm. which is pretty cool. Yeah. And it does. Oh, wait, so you can brush, brush and, and water pick at the same time. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's ain't that cool. crazy? Yeah. A lot of people are texting and saying they've gotten the same thing, Kathy, and it ain't no big deal. <laughs> well, that's, I'm was, going to Julia. I've already got her on the line. <laughs> Hang on real quick. Hey, Julia, good morning. Hey, bitches. Hey, what? What's up, Julia? Hey, Kathy, I had the same exact thing um, about a year ago, and it was really no big deal at all. What they did was he said, when you feel like you need me to stop, put your hand up. And I literally was about to put my hand up and said, already stop. Oh, and then it was over. Oh, okay. How long? It was over. It was, I mean, then they just had to, like, fill it. How long did it last, Julia? How, how long did it last, Julia? Uh, like, not even a minute. I mean, oh. like, a few oh, wow. Okay. All right. All right. See, the, the, you spoke. You speak comfort to Kathy, yeah, right? That's I not mean, bad. Yeah, you will be fine. It's going to be fine. Over before you know it. Okay. All, All right. right. Thank you, Julie. I mean, listen, I, I had a cystoscopy done with like no anesthesia you in your mouth. No, 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 no. I'm just saying, like, no, the, the cystoscopy. That's the camera in your. And you wiener. wiener. Uh, and oh, I, I had that. Oh, yeah, I yeah. What? I had no <laughs> anesthesia for that. So I mean, if I can go through that. Yeah, but through. here's the deal. It hurt, didn't it? Uh, it didn't tickle. Okay, you know. But and that was the thing. Like I was, I was given the option, and the doctor's like, he's like, you know, your pain threshold. He's like, it only lasts. He lied though, dude. <laughs> he was like, <laughs> not only lasts like you know a minute. I was like, you know, five minutes in, I was like, dude, you yeah, said can, a we, can we can we cut for commercial? <laughs> yeah. You know, like, yeah, yeah. I went in for a hearing check, and he put a camera in my penis. Yeah, yeah, and I was like, well, that certainly can't be part of the invest. Some have their own approach. But my buddy Jeff, his dad never gets Novocaine. Uh, Why? He, he just doesn't. He doesn't want it? Doesn't want it. Wow. Well, uh-huh. remember what my if friend it's a thing? who uh, the Novocaine doesn't work. Is she a redhead? Her. No, she is not. Right. That's weird. It, and it doesn't work for her. So she has to, like, any dental work she has to get done, it's without Novocaine. No, chew me up. Give me give me the Novocaine. Numb it up. I, I don't want to feel that stuff. I, have, I hate it. I fall asleep all the time in the, in the chair. Oh, my it's, gosh. It's, and, and they, I, I'm just using Novocaine. I but don't. But they numb it the F so up. so relaxed? Well, I play my cello. I, uh, I I ball my hands up in fists. I'm, oh, do you? I'm, I'm, my 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 uh, uh, I, I clench my even my toes. I'm just oh, and it's not necessarily that I'm feeling pain. Yeah. I'm just anticipating you it like at it. some point to happen. And more times than not, it doesn't happen. But I get all worked up about it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I just I'm I'm going in pretending like it's fine, like I'm fine. Hey. It's no big deal. Like that woman said, Julia said, it's it's going to take a minute, and that's mm-hmm. it. So. Hopefully Get your works. Botox shots while you're there. Stop, no. <laughs> How many times have you taken a swing at that one? What? The- yeah, where well, you fled the office? Oh, fle- yeah. yeah. Oh, no, I fled a couple of times. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Different offices, different doctors, different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. I just posted a video. I got my um, eyebrows done, just, you know, waxed, and, and I get them King done. Brows? And somebody commented, and she was like, oh my God, for a minute when I started watching the video, I thought you were going in for Botox. <laughs> I was like, no, no, I wasn't. What's the worst mouth pain you've ever had? Me? Yeah, anything. Not necessarily the dentist. Any Anything. Probably like bite your tongue or like the side of your cheek or something. Right. Right. Because I've never had like a root canal or anything. Like people say that those are um, like before, you know, when you start to, that pressure builds or whatever, yep. th- that can be really painful. Didn't your teeth go through your lip? When I was um, a kid, yes, but that wasn't, yeah, I guess. Which Belinda Carlisle song took you out on that one? No, I was I was sleeping and I pull, I walked down uh, <sighs> bunk beds face forward instead of uh, using uh, the ladder the uh. correct way and I fell forward. So yeah, I guess that was probably it. Okay. 
I had it was a while back a, a, a dentist accidentally, uh, and it wasn't the worst mouth okay. pain I've ever had, but but uh, nicked my uh, uh, the cheek with the, Ooh, with the drill. See, wow, that's that hurt. That's what I'm. It didn't hurt of. right then and there. It hurt like you know later that day when you were yodeling. A couple of days when I was yodeling. Because when you do do the tongue thing, Casey, the tongue thing, (laughs) (laughs) when you're doing that, apparently, uh, wait, we have that. (laughs) It hurts. Yeah. Now, actually, one time years and years ago, when I was a kid, the dentist said, here, I'm going to give you something that's going to kill the pain of the needle for the Novocaine. It was a thousand times worse than the needle. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, let me go to, I got Rob on the line. Hey, Rob, good morning. Good morning. And I don't quite know how I could follow up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm one of those freaks when it comes to dentistry. Don't Novocaine me. Don't do anything. Just get me in. Get me out. I don't Why? Care. I, I, I have no idea. I it, it's it's freaky. I've had teeth pulled. I've had I've had uh, fillings taken care of. But there's got to be a re- there's got to be a reason why you don't want that, Rob. Yeah, I'm a freak. It doesn't well, bother me. Do you you're, have you're to, like, so you have a you have a very high threshold for pain. Exactly. Now, mind you, only in my mouth. I get a paper cut. I cry like a little girl. You're like uh, Bill Murray in uh, Little Shop of Horrors. Yes. Exactly. I, you know what? It, it, it just get me in, get me out. Now, mind you, when I was younger, I had a dentist who's the Marquis de Sade. Yeah. Who made, who made Steve Martin look like a nice guy. Right. I mean, okay. We might have had the same guy. dentist. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh, my God. I've got more silver than I care to admit to. But when, seriously, it, it's a riot. I'm going and to see an oral. Ironically, I'm seeing an oral surgeon on the 6th of January to have three teeth extracted. And I'm having a bone graft put in. And they're like, oh, we're going to put you out. I'm like, no, I don't need that. Let me tell you something. Oh, my God. So I had I had the bone graft. I had it you twice. Did? Yeah. And it was nothing. Dr. Yeah, Con- yeah. Actually, my, my the oral surgeon is actually um, Marissa's, Marissa's landlord. My landlord. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, uh, it, it, it's actually, it was actually nothing. So, uh, and then I just, I had Novocaine. I didn't say, no, I want no pain medication. Um, uh, I'm not out of yeah. my mind, but if something, it works for you. Something that, uh, bone graft yeah. and no Novocaine, I can't mm. believe that's going to be nothing. I, I got to uh, believe. And and this is like, he's literally like that, that scene in Little Shop of Horrors, Bill Murray's talking to the woman that comes out and he's going, yeah, mm, yeah, they have to remove your jaw for that. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, consider yourself very lucky is what he says to the person. Yeah. Uh, good luck, Rob. Yes, Thank you. I appreciate it, brother. All right, we'll see you later. Hang on, I'm going to go to Chris. Hey, Chris, good morning. Yeah. <laughs> 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 you got an extended one on that. Yeah, I what the hell. What's up, Chris? Hey, so I was like 20 years old. I didn't have dental insurance, and I had this cavity. My tooth was like killing me. And I went my, uh, to uh, a dentist my mom recommended. I go there. The house is, like, old. And the doctor is, like, 80 years old. And he's like, I can't give you Novocaine because you don't have insurance. What? Oh. Yeah. Let me ask you, and this is a general question. Between the smell, the pain, yeah. it was, like, unbelievable. And you saw you saw the smoke coming out of my mouth. I'm yeah, like, yeah. Oh my How God. expensive is? I mean, I'm literally I'm looking, looking this up right now. How expensive is Novocaine? I, I yeah. saw it up, and so it's like I, I don't know what it costs for the dentist, but it's like forty bucks for the Happy for the patient. Luck. All right, thanks, Chris. <laughs> yeah. saying, like, thanks, Chris. Dude, listen, man. I don't know if that dentist is you know uh, coming up on hard times or whatever, but if like. 
Float the guy a shot. You know what? Listen, I get it. I'm, yeah. I'm going I'm to give you this $20 thing for right. free. Yeah. You know? When, you know, yeah. When I was a little kid, um, before, uh, no, I guess it was these, my adult teeth, they were like, my front teeth were crossed. Like, my one front tooth was about like your, your front, a quarter those incisors. of an inch. Yeah, it was like okay. a quarter of an oh, inch like in yeah. front of the other one. Yeah. Sure. So I needed braces, obviously, but they needed to space out my jaw oh, the before the they could do that. I didn't right. know how common the spacer was, yes. but it was like a little tinker toy. So every night, yep. my dad would like... I'd have to sit Turn on the it. couch. My dad would stand in front of me and a little wrench. pull a flashlight. Yeah. And it was like a tinker toy. Like one like little uh, pole that he'd have to find. <laughs> he'd have to find like the little hole and like push it down and around. I think that's the worst pain I ever had oh, okay. in my mouth. Because it was every single night just literally spacing my jaw out. Wow. And of course, my dad, this big Italian guy, wasn't making it comfortable. He's like, get in there. Come <laughs> So uh, yeah, the space. All three of my kids have had those spaces. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. It's I think I think it's standard. It's kind of common, yeah, uh, oh. for uh, for people when they get braces. Oof! But it was probably because it was several years ago that you got that done. That the uh, the technology might have been a little <laughs> it's a little better now. Your dad was wearing a monk's robe. All right, right. Uh, I will go next to Ava. Hi, Ava. Good morning. Ava. Good morning. You're on the air. Go ahead. Uh, my name is Angela. Sorry. Angela. Oh, Angela. Hey, Angela. What's up? <laughs> when I was 16, I had to get um, maxillofacial surgery or, like, also called jaw sur- like double jaw surgery. Yeah. I double had jaw surgery. Open bite. Yeah. Uh, after I got braces, it was so bad. I couldn't bite sandwiches. I couldn't bite anything. But wow. after that, I couldn't eat for, like, two months. I had to drink smoothies. I had to, like... Oh. I couldn't talk. My face was, like, giant. Like, I looked like a cartoon character. And it was literally, like, the worst pain of your life when it's just in your face, in your head. Sure. Yeah. I've also, when I was five, I bit a hole through my tongue. I've had more root canals I can count on my hands. And Mm. I just have, like, a terrible dentist phobia now. (laughs) Angela, so so, so have you noticed, though, over the course of time, I mean, again, between what it used to be and what it is now, I mean, again, I'm stunned at how pain-free it can be. Are, are you in a better situation now? My my jaw, yes, but I recently I got a root canal, and um, it just went so far that, like, when they start drilling, they actually have to put Novocaine into your um, nerves inside of the tooth. So until they get to that point, it will just, like, hurt a little bit. Yeah. And they have to put more in. And also, my dentist doesn't have... Um, uh, nitrous. They have to give. Oh, uh, license. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, pain, but no nitrous. So. No nitrous. Yeah, yeah, my dentist doesn't have nitrous either. Some don't yeah. want to screw with that. Yeah. Wait, yeah. how come? I don't know. I haven't asked. They just use a mallet. Well, See, that <laughs> makes me think it's dangerous. <laughs> Thank you, Angela. Right, start the root canal. Dangerous. Um, Why don't all dentists use it? Somebody, uh, a few people are texting in, Marissa, about the uh, apparatus that you had. It may have been called a palate expander. That makes more sense because it was on the roof of my mouth and it was actually like spreading both sides of the jaw outwards. Wow. Like making it wider. Oh. Yeah. That sounds uncomfortable. Like a hammerhead shark after that. (laughs) I mean, they they do it on, on, like kids these days are getting braces younger and younger. Yeah. Uh, In the womb. Yeah. Well, when I was, uh, when I was coming up, you usually didn't get braces till like, you know, eighth or ninth grade or whatever. And now they're getting like fourth, fifth grade. Are they they really that young? They are. So they do need to extend the palate. Yeah. Uh, 
You know, because you don't want to. They're so expensive. You only want to do it once. Uh, I want to go to Kevin. We got to take a break in just a second here. Hey, Kevin. Good morning. Good morning, Gadzooks. Gadzooks. All right, Kevin. You've had a lot done, right? I have had an entire complete mouth redo. Um, genetically, my family has soft teeth. So from the gate, I was like, you know, 10 years old getting root canals and just, just terrible, absolute terrible. Oh. And uh, my life took a turn for the worse. And, you know, I got into drugs and then all the teeth decided to fall out of my head. Okay. Yeah. Uh, eight years clean now. Nice. Congratulations. Uh, but I was finally able to go to Clear Choice and get that whole mouth restoration done. So in one day, I went in there looking like the worst raggedy person you could with a mouth. And in one day, they did 27 extractions. They did the bone graft, and they actually had to do a sinus lift because when they put the implants up into the upper part of my jaw, the, the sinuses are somewhere in there. I don't really know the ins and outs about it. I just know that that commercial that says a healthy smile in one day is a crock because it hurt so bad. Yeah. I mean, you know, that, that's I'm, that's the kind of thing that actually you've got to take your time with. There has to be healing stuff. And uh, well, where do you stand now? What's the condition of your mouth now? Uh, it's uh, $62,000 later. I have one of the most beautiful smiles. Oh, my God. God almighty. Wow. Yeah. And, oh, nice. And here's the thing. It's not – I will give them all the credit in the world. I'm not trying to plug them. Yeah. But it's not like – you know, some people, when they smile, you can just go, oh, my God, those teeth are fake. Right. Like, it looks like toilet seats on your mouth. Right. <laughs> These are actually natural-looking teeth. You'd never know it, ever. Well, man, so, you, you, you went through a lot to get them, but I'm, I'm glad you ha- – I'm sure you're glad you have them, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, complete game-changer. You know mouth pain. If you, I couldn't eat food for 10 years. I, I mean, I ate, but yeah. like, I couldn't enjoy food. Yeah. Uh, you know, I had hot wings the other night. I had sauce all over my face. I, I looked like a kid. <laughs> yeah. But I was so happy, you yeah. know? Uh, so do you have no original teeth in your mouth? Are they all implants? Nope. No original teeth. So wow. I have four posts on the top and four posts on the bottom. And the teeth actually lock into them. Like, I can't take them out. Right. You know? I can okay. go back and get them taken out. But I can't take them out myself. You know, it's funny with, uh, and, and and thanks for the call, the, the uh, hockey players will. Appreciate it, Kevin. I was reading about how they they don't do the implants because why, what are you going to, why are you going to do that? They're going to get knocked right knocked back out. out. Yeah. So you Not wait. until they retire. Yeah. Yeah. You wait till they retire, <laughs> right? Yeah. That yeah. makes total sense. Wow. Uh, I think you're going to be okay. Didn't, uh. Did you already say that Jace had this done? So he had the exact same thing. He had like the little, they said, oh, it's just a little soft spot. We need to get rid of it. And they said, no, Novocaine. That was the first I'd ever heard of it. Literally like just a couple of weeks ago. And they asked him and he was like, no, I'm okay. And he did it. So now I feel like I need to stop being such a baby when my 11-year-old son did it and he was fine. Because you're his his hero. (laughs) Hey, Kathy. (laughs) (laughs) Wee! Oh my gosh! That it, sound it's so little it could it's go through my just cheek. The worst. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for the support. Yes, of course. And uh, please update us All on right. uh, how things go. All right, we need to take a break, guys. We are going to have Mr. John Wait joining us yes. in just a little bit, and we're looking forward to that. By the way, if you want to win Christmas miracle passes, you can do it tonight. I'm going to give some away before we're done with the show today. But Brett Porsche is going to be at the post. At Sierra Garage tonight, he will yes. be there from 8 to 10 p.m., and he will have your chance to win passes to 
Our President's Eve Christmas Miracle live broadcast next week, the Miller Lite Ugly Sweater Edition at the Excite Center. Uh, and they're going to be having $4 Miller Lite drafts and $14 Miller Lite pitchers tonight with Brent Porsche. So make sure you join him. Your chance to win. We'll be back in a second. Did you know you could listen to all of WMMR's podcasts as well as our live stream on your Alexa-enabled device? It's easy. Just say, Alexa, open MMR. Celebrate the coziest season with Acme. They're bringing all the fall flavors to you. From pumpkin everything to caramel apples and all your seasonal favorites. Make the most of fireside dinners, game-winning touchdowns, and warm family gatherings. Acme's here to help you spice, season, and savor every moment. You'll find fresh inspiration, chef-curated recipes, on-demand cooking classes, and more just waiting to be enjoyed. So slow down and fall into flavor at acmemarkets.com slash fall. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Normally, we would do traffic here, but Kathy's having some computer problems right now. I just decided to update at 9 a.m. Oh, that's that's cool. We got a guest standing by anyway. We want to talk to him because he's great. He's been on our program before. He's performed on our program on a number of occasions. He's actually going to be in town uh, in the general area in in January. He's going to be at the uh, Light of Day Benefit Show at uh, the Count Basie Theater. That's in Red Bank. And then he's playing uh, the Bergen Performance Arts Center in uh, Bergen, New Jersey. That's January 15th, so 14th and 15th uh, in Jersey. There's a documentary about him. But before we get to that, I want to play just a little clip of his, his latest song. Yeah, yeah. And just tell me, this voice has not faltered in the slightest bit. No. He's a hardworking. He's been in the business for a long time. But listen. You're everything I want. You're everything called anything and it is the unmistakable voice of Mr. John Waite who is on this this morning. John, good morning. Good morning. Uh, Great. Preston, Steve, nice nice to have... Thanks for having me on the show. Dude, oh. any time. We, we love having you on. You've been uh, very kind uh, to us through the years oh. and, and come by and performed. And, and uh, we saw uh, a little teaser the other day for this documentary uh, called The Hard Way. And you can yeah. get it on uh, on Apple TV. Steve, you got it through Amazon. Amazon Prime, yep. Um, and uh, so we're like, oh, we should get John on and talk to him and see how things are going. But this uh, uh, this documentary, um, I, I haven't had not had a chance to see it. Uh, Steve has downloaded it. I want to check that out. Um, did this um, had this been in the making for a while, or was this a, a recent? Uh, you know, hey, let's do a story of your life, John. Well, I, you know, I had an old friend of mine in in, in Portland that I've known for like thirty years since I was on Epic with Bad English. And uh, I called him up because it was the Black Lives Matter protest that became a riot. There was time to burn down Portland. So I rang him up and said, hello, how are you doing? He's still around, you know? And we got talking for like an hour about just being on the road in my life and what we'd done together years ago with Bad English. And he said, you know, you'd make a really great, documentary in your life and i'm going like yeah you know that you know and i'm thinking sure you know who's gonna do that you know and then he, he came back about six weeks later with with backing like major money and a full budget and uh he wanted to do it and uh so i i committed to like four days of interviews 
and he went off across America looking for archival footage and calling people up and interviewing people like Neil Geraldo and Diane Warren. Those, and, are, those uh, are those are heavy hitters, John. Yeah, I mean that, the the fact that they uh, they want that they agreed and wanted to be a part of it is 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 got know, to be yeah. flattering. It, honestly, I mean, I uh, I couldn't understand what all the fuss was about. <laughs> at this point, you know, hmm. we're just touring and and you know making it for the gigs we had rescheduled because of COVID, mm-hmm. and we had Holland coming up. We just got back from Holland. It was one of those things where, like, you know. Well, if you really want to do it, I'll I'll jump in. You know, you're a friend of mine. But the the, the only condition was is that I didn't want to see it. I didn't want to have any input on what was used. I didn't want to have any uh, input on the edit. What you see is what you get. I dropped the f bomb every five minutes. <laughs> like, you know. Well, so are we to understand that? I assume you've seen it now, correct? Oh, yeah. All yeah. right. It took me. It took me two months. They sent me a copy. And I just refused to watch it. I was like, you know, and then one night I had a couple of glasses of wine and, and I thought, well, you know, come on, you know. <laughs> so I watched it. I watched it and went into sort of shock. And then the next day I watched it without the glass of wine. And uh, it hangs together. You know, I, it's one man's point of view on who I am. So I, you know, you'd have to see it to believe it. But it's it's pretty gritty. It's, it's pretty much the truth. Yeah. John, in, in not wanting to be a part of the creative process, is that because, oh, I don't want to go back and see all that stuff no. and, and go with well, him? What was it? No, it was just, uh, I think if somebody's going to make a movie about it, you I didn't want it to be one of those things that comes out of Nashville, like, you know, this guy's a great guy and his records, you know, have been up and down and he's coming out with a new one, so get ready. You know, I didn't want any of that, you know. Okay. I just I just didn't want that. I want if you're gonna talk about being five and then sort of like, you know, buying your first guitar and you know, all the stuff that happens and coming to America and, and all the success and then the downtime and then the success and then the downtime. I think it was best just to stay away from it. I mean, I like films, you know. Mm-hmm. I like films that are honest. And if I'm watching a documentary, I want to see something that's uh, that's edgy. Well, you know, I didn't they, want they, it to be soft, you they, know. I just I want it to be true. You, okay. you got it. I mean, I'm, I, I started watching, and you know, and and um, listen, we're huge fans, and you've had, you've had that kind of career, and it's. It's not um, it's not all roses that, the, you know, I mean, what I was I'll tell you some of my takeaways so far and, and reading interviews with you uh, you know concerning the project is that you're 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 you live for the performance. And a lot of artists will say I, I'm energized when I'm in front of an audience, but it's really in your DNA. And then to ha- it, it was now we all went through COVID. We all went through the pandemic, but it, it was a singular um jarring thing for you especially yeah. since you feed off that stage thing yeah no i mean I, you, it's like uh i've been very lucky to have that kind of expression where i can like go out in front of people whether it's 200 people or 2000 or 20000 if you're playing a festival you know but there's an exchange that happens you write songs to share with people you don't write songs to keep in a vault and uh, look at occasionally, you know, on the holidays. You know, it's like you really are trying to communicate to people. And they lean forward when you sing. You know, they lean forward. They're invested in it. And, you know, it's it's like a conversation that's going on 
through the music, people have lived all the th same things that I've lived. We've all got older, we've, we've got kids, or we don't have kids, or divorced, or whatever it is, but the songs are the glue, you know? And I think once you take that out of the loop, it's just difficult. I mean, that's what I do. I mean, yeah. I write, I write, and I take it to the people, and I don't mean that like it's it's a huge message of whatever. <laughs> right. I mean, just, I'm trying to share my life and 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 sort of have that conversation no, once it, that it, disappears. It, you know, it's, it's weird. It makes sense. It makes complete sense because honestly, I, we were talking before, you know, Preston and I. And, isn't it time? Is a song that is uh, throughout my life. I've I've loved that song and the message, and I've listened to that in times of of uh, you know where I wasn't wasn't feeling quite miss, uh, missing you. Obviously, change all the songs that you have been responsible for that still live in my mental songbook that I call upon now and then. So, as an artist, you would naturally want to share that with an audience. And how now on this side of it, as things are, are, are at least in a better way. How do you feel you did throughout that time? Give you give yourself wow. a letter grade. Well, well, I think I got an A plus. Yeah. I mean, I hung in there. Yeah, I hung in there through thick and thin. But it isn't like you hang in there. It's like, you know, you're not going to be doing this for the next year or whatever. You've got this thing that you're doing. It's it's you know it's it's kind of like it's your reason. And I see it as uh, the, even when things have gone wrong, you've lost a record. You've still made that record, and people are listening to it because of the internet. And um, I think, at looking back on it, it just looks impossible. Some of the stuff that happened with the babies, yeah, and then making the first solo record in New York City and living there, and making that my home. You know, you look back on it, you think, man, I did that really. <laughs> I mean, I can't listen to Ignition the first without being back on Seventy Second Street. Sleeping on a on a mattress on the floor. I mean, it's like these are snapshots of your life, and you know, I'm very very lucky to have that because it's like having a diary. Yeah, it takes you back right. into your life, you know. And so I can make sense of my life. I can't believe some of it, <laughs> and uh, some of the success was astronomical. And, it, and then it went away, and then it came back. Right. But that's how it works, you know. Right, right. Uh, so, John, let's go to the, uh, the the night that you're you're giving the the first viewing of this. You're you're sitting back. You're you're a couple of glasses of wine in. You're watching the documentary, and then Jackie Bam Bam appears <laughs> on the screen. <laughs> well, you know, we love Jackie. He's like the fifth people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know, he shows up. You know, he comes on stage with us, and he's been there from from really like you know 15 years ago when I first met him. He's he's been a like an integral part of our East Coast experience, and we're friends. You know, yeah. um, he's like just the guy that's always there. This this is bright light, but um, Jackie, you know, has done wonderful. You know, we're all very pleased. He's he's got up. Yeah, on the man. radio, and it's, you know everybody loves Jackie. Oh yeah, you know, I mean, his, Jackie, his, his 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 childlike demeanor yeah. is just it, there's something about it that just so makes you happy. You yeah. Know? Well, I've been about childlike, but I mean he's uh, <laughs> he's, pretty edgy. he's pretty rock and roll. He's edgy, but, but uh, he's fun. You know? Yeah, he's he's yeah, no, yeah. he's great. Yeah. He's, he's a bright light, you know, yeah. and he's really he, a shining light. He's That's a big awesome. advocate. I just listen, you know, and finding out some of the stuff about you. Your first instrument was a ukulele. That's the first instrument you ever played. Yeah, I had this little plastic ukulele I got for Christmas, 
and it had a Tommy Steele sticker on it, which is like, he was like Mr. Showbiz rock and roll when I was about five, six. And I, I got it for Christmas. You know, you could tune it by singing My Dog Has Fleas. You know, it's <laughs> like one of those things, you know. I remember that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, My Dog Has Fleas. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, about about two weeks later, like in January, the, the sticker with Tommy's name fell off it. It was Tommy Steele and the Steel Men, and it was like black and red, and it was like Tommy Steele, you know. Yeah. And it fell off, and I looked at it, and it was in the shape of Mickey Mouse. <laughs> and, you know, what I'd actually bought was a Mickey Mouse <laughs> ukulele <laughs> with uh, Tommy Steele sticker on it. It was my first experience of the music business. Oh, so my goodness. I, I, I was off to a flying start with that. Yeah. That's, that's, that's hilarious. Uh, and you were, and, and singing, if I remember correctly, kind of came secondary to you. Like, you, yeah. didn't, you didn't start. How did, how did that, wasn't it like, well, we need a singer. I'll try it. It was that type of thing? Yeah. Kind of. No, well, I was in a couple of bands before that, and I always sang a couple of songs, but there was always a main singer. Uh-huh. And I was a bass player, you know. I loved the bass. I, I liked everything about it. And um, I liked cello and all the bass instruments. I was born to be a kind of bass player, you know. Mm-hmm. So I looked at myself like a singer-songwriter that played bass. But with the babies, when we finally got a core band together, nobody could write songs apart from me, and nobody could sing apart from me. And I wasn't being coy about it. I just hadn't thought about it. It wasn't like I saw myself... As that, you know, you visualize who you are before you become that. Right. And I didn't visualize myself as being a singer. I was very shy. You know, I really, that's probably why I was a bass player. But mm. uh, I stepped into it and uh, I could write songs and suddenly, uh, I'm, you know, I'm that guy. But you have a very, you have a very powerful yeah. voice. When, when you're getting, when you're hitting some of those choruses or some of those verses that are later in the song that really have some heart to them your your voice really punches that out did that take training and work oh no really no huh. no i always had it i can remember being about like 10 and uh running upstairs at my folks house and i was singing some steve marriott song and i hit this note and i stopped and i remember thinking oh you know, I can do that. Wow. Uh, and, you know, I could sing. I could sing since I was a little kid. Yeah. Everybody in my family was musical. My brother Joe is a great guitar player. My cousin Michael was in a famous trad jazz band. My mom played the piano. Uh, you know, being a kid, you're probably told to shut up when you sing because you're making too much noise. <laughs> well, I, I was... Hey, you, shut up! <laughs> okay, you know. Um, but, you know, I'm like I say, I'm not being coy. I could do it, and I knew I could do it. Um, without the babies, I'd probably be doing something else because it was so, it was such a, a rare chance to, to become that and have people listen. Yeah, yeah no, I mean, you know? I mean, yeah. legendary. And I was surprised to learn that as, as, uh, that early on you were a big fan of, of, um, of, of, of cowboy stuff and, and cowboy crooners like Marty Robbins and, and, and oh, yeah. I mean, so, so that, do you think that helped define your, a little bit of your singing style? No, because that's all... I mean, Marty Robbins has this sort of, like, slight baritone thing. Yeah. And he's great. But, you know, but I don't sing in that style. I yeah. don't. I I sing in, like, a blues style. So I have no idea where that came from. Because I've been singing in that style since I was, like, four. So I think it's something you're born with or you're listening to the right stuff. 
But the imagery of America, you know, ghost riders in the sky, and you're five years old. I mean, you know, your mind explodes with that stuff. Right. And El Paso, El Paso, you know, just the cowboy images when you're a kid and playing, you know, David Crockett hat and all that stuff. <laughs> and then, yeah, and then you start listening to more adult stuff. I mean, I remember when I was about nine, I had a Pretty Things EP, which is hardcore white R&B, soul, London, you know, really full-on, big boss man, you know, don't bring me down. Right. Great, 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 great songs. But that's hardcore. And that's before the Beatles, really, or somewhere around the same time. But I was listening to folk music a lot. When you were a kid in England at that point, it was, it was a lot of folk music. And I think that had a lot of influence on my writing style. Uh, John, I wanted to ask, and, and, and if you're just tuning in, it's John Waite we're talking to, and the, the documentary is called uh, The Hard Way. Um, does it dive into some of the uh, the dynamics of, of being in a band? Uh, because uh, the reason I bring it up is because uh, Bad English was was a great group, uh, but you also have a, a couple of egos in the band uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, that you're dealing oh. with, Neil Sean and John Kane. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Uh, does do, do they go into to that dynamic at all? In yeah. The, okay. But not so much. Not so much about English because uh, I, I didn't like I say have anything to do with what was used. Mm. But there was quite a lot of time spent on the babies and why the babies blew up, and uh, the personalities and some of the stuff that happened was pretty dark, and okay. there was no way out of it but just to talk about it. And um, if anybody else wants to jump in and put their side of the story in, <laughs> have at it, you yeah. know. I can only say what I saw. Right. And I, I've tried not to throw anybody under the bus, but there's some stuff that was just ridiculous, you know. But we we went forward. You know, we got Jonathan Ken and Ricky Phillips in and became Babies Mark II. And then it was Midnight Rendezvous and Back on My Feet and all yeah. that. It was more of a rock band. They were huge. I mean, you guys were, I I mean, I love the babies. And, and I mean, Bad English as well. But I mean, the, the, the stuff, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask a hack question here. But I'm going to ask it anyway. As a songwriter, what song are you most proud of? If it's even a question you can answer. Well, you know, they all fit together like a jigsaw. And one couldn't exist without the other. Mm. There's Bluebird Cafe, which I think is pretty great because it's a story song. And right. there's Downtown, which is a very dark song about New York City. But I would have to say Missing You. Yeah. Because it came out of nowhere. It wasn't planned. It was made up on the spot. Very unpretentious. And was just stark, you know? And it, it sort of ticked all the boxes for what people thought was going to be a hit, but I had no idea what I was doing. I was just making it up. Yes. But yeah. I, would, I would go to that because it represents that kind of flow that happens when you close your eyes, and that's where the best songs come from. Yeah, I mean, again, that again, I don't know how many hours and days of worth of listening to songs you've written. Uh, I can pick out particular points in my life, and as an artist, for you, and it's conveyed in the in the in the movie in the documentary. That is this. That's your juice. That's what keeps you going. And uh, and uh, it's uh, it's an interesting sort of insight. Again, I just started it, but it's just an interesting insight into, you know, how somebody at your level as a musician works and what this all means to you and them. Yeah, well, you know, there are bands like where you sit around trying to write songs, and I, I'm not prolific. If I got like a deadline of like two weeks, I'll write a record because I have to. 
and I walk around looking at stuff, stuff that people don't seem to notice. Now, I'll see a song in it. But I, I wait for that kind of moment when I, I, you know, I keep notebooks all over the house and I, you know, make up melodies in my head when I'm having conversations. But until it comes to, you know, push comes to shove, I don't do anything. I'm kind of like a, a lazy bastard. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you, you say you're, you're not prolific, man, but to a young man and hearing that line, it's my heart that's breaking down the, this long-distance line tonight, yeah. that was pretty damn <laughs> prolific to me. Yeah. Well, you know, you know, I didn't... But I made that up. On the I know. I mean, I, made, I made up the whole first verse and first chorus mm-hmm. without stopping. I started the song. I was making it up of somebody else's chord changes in the studio. And I sang Every Time I Think of You, the baby's song, mm-hmm. just to get me rolling, you know. Okay. And then it all came out of nowhere. And then at the end of the song in the studio, I, I sang I Can Lie to Myself, which is obviously yeah. the punchline. Totally. But I didn't, I didn't expect to sing that either. That's some... Something happens, man. There's something happens yeah. when you just, you know, you as Keith Richards said, you're a conduit, yeah. you know. And uh, you can take credit for it. But honestly, when I've written something that I think is pretty great, or I've managed to get where I wanted to get to, I'm always surprised. You know, I'm always, did I really want to do that? Is it? Oh, yeah, it's quite, you know. Yeah. It's just it's just how I operate, you know? Yeah, no, it's very kinda, cool. Yeah, that, that, whatever that autopilot thing is, yeah. sometimes it can yeah. be pretty magical, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Wow. Very exciting. That's awesome. We're so thrilled that this, this movie's out, because it's a great way for people to... Uh, uh, appreciate you again, and yeah. and of course you never stop touring, which is also a benefit. Yeah, yeah. We just got back. We've been working all year, playing to some huge crowds. We did the Rick Springfield Men at Work tour. We had half an hour in the beginning, and we had a tiny drum kit because they didn't want us to play drums and bring out a kit. And we played acoustics, and and Tim Hogan was on electric bass ah. in Philadelphia, and. We killed it. You know, we kill, absolutely killed it. And then we finished with whole lot of love at the end. And people are kind of just like standing there with their mouths open. <laughs> but we, we yeah, I know. But we did five weeks of that. And then we went back on the road. And we were touring before that. We just got back from Holland like two months ago. And then picked up again and started touring. So there's been the Anything EP release. There's been a standalone release of Masters of War, Bob Dylan's song. And there's been a a greatest hits called Singles. And last year, we had a triple acoustic CD come out called Wooden Heart. So we've put out a lot of music, and we've been on the road a lot. But right at the end of it comes a documentary, when everything seems to have been like, okay, we did that. Here comes the documentary, and it seems to have had a big impact. You know, it's like number one on iTunes or something, and it's new release documentary thing. You know, it's category. Yeah. That's excellent. A lot of a lot of people have again it. So I mean, I, I'm just watching it from the sidelines. You know, like <laughs> I said, I had nothing to do with it. You know. Yeah. Right, well, Except living the life. Yeah. 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 You know, I, I, get the, I get the champagne and grapes and I get the footwork, you know. Uh, that's the best way to do it. Excellent, man. Yeah. Well, listen, John, it's great to catch up with you. And, uh, and you too. Yeah. Most... I mean, Philly is such a great town and, and MMR yeah. and you guys and, and I'm, you know, the rocking rabbi. I'm sorry to see him not <laughs> yes. being with us anymore. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, MMR is a great station, man. It's probably the only rock and roll station left in America. <laughs> One and, of the uh, few. We do have a, a great relationship, and I'm I'm 
Thanks for playing the record. Absolutely. But we got Jackie. We're going to see Jackie in New Jersey. He's going to get up and play with us. Oh, oh that's awesome. Yeah. Excellent. Oh, yeah. Yes. I mean, it's like a real connection. So we made a live album there a couple of years ago. So we, we really have a lot of connections in Philly, and it'd be great to get back in the neighborhood, even though it's Jersey. Yeah. Well, we'll, def- we'll definitely look for a chance to get you, get you back in the studio yes. sometime. Yeah. yeah, when you do end up back in, in the city, we got to have you back by here in the studio for a second. Oh, that'd be great. Excellent. I look forward to it. John. Have have a great holiday. Uh, congrats yeah. on on uh, the documentary, the uh, uh, and of course the song that's out. Anything uh, from the EP. Uh, uh, we're just happy that you're still doing what you're doing, bud. Well, God bless you, and and uh, have a really great Christmas. You too. And I uh, hope to see you in the new year. Absolutely. Thank you so much, John yeah. Wayne. Everybody, take care, John. We'll see you. He's awesome, man. And I'm telling you, that voice just boom, just still cranks. Yeah, uh, I love the song. I uh, my favorite of his. I mean, of, of his solo stuff right. is, is "Change." Oh my god! Like I still crank that. Up I listen I it. to it every week. Yeah, it's a great uh, and song. I, it also not only is it a great song, it actually had a pretty solid video attached to it. it Do you did. remember the girl yeah. is on the on the ledge, ledge, and she's going to jump, and it actually speaks to. It's okay. It's yeah. only change. Yeah, it's yeah, what happens yeah. in life. And yeah. at, at the end of it, he's the, the bad guy in the video. Right, yeah. is John in disguise, yeah, and yeah, he yeah. rips off the mask <laughs> and everything. Yeah, that was that was uh, that was height of uh, MTV uh, for that stuff. So very cool. I, and I want to see Jackie in this. Uh, yes. in, in yeah, the yeah, yeah. I want to see where he pops up. Uh, speaking of, of concerts and touring and everything, uh, StubHub. Uh, announced their uh, most in-demand touring acts of the last year. So we get right. these year-end I, and I dig them. list. Yeah, and uh, number one, the biggest one was uh, Elton John. Oh, wow. Now, this doesn't necessarily mean biggest grossing concert tour. This is They're saying these were the most in-demand tickets. Uh, well, on, on the secondary market. Uh, yeah, through StubHub. So yeah, the, okay. they uh, they uh, it's it was days after uh, trade publication Polestar announced that Bad Bunny had the highest grossing North American and global tour uh, of this year. So um, um, yeah, so with Elton John, you had a case where he was uh, his final tour. Yep. Then there was that pause, and then he was making good on dates. Yeah. And so that hyped people up even more to like, I've got to see him. Yeah. I've got to see him. I think he's kind of boring now. Elton John is? Yeah. I haven't seen him in a number of years, so... Last time I saw him was not all that... Uh, he kind of just sat, you know? So I can't imagine... In fact, he changed one of the lyrics to the song. I guess that's why they call it the snooze. Yeah. yeah. And he said, I'm still sitting. Right, yep. He's changed really, a few lyrics. I really haven't moved. <laughs> I really haven't moved at all. I love the <laughs> Billy Joel Elton John show uh, yeah. that I went to in the early '90s. The Piano Man, mm-hmm. yeah, it was that great. Was, that was, I went to that too, yep. and uh, and it was fantastic. They did it a couple times, right? Yeah, so a number yeah. of times. Yep. Like, there was a whole I, again. Elton John was part of uh, well, it was a one man plus a percussionist concert. I've talked about it many times. The longest concert I've ever seen in my life. It was almost close to four hours, and it was at the Beacon in uh, Manhattan. And it was astonishing. Four it was hours? after he had, yes, he had had that um, he had had those polyps. He had had that issue with his throat, and mm. it was not sure he'd ever perform again. This was Elton, Elton, yeah, okay. And amazing. he did a four-hour show, it's close to four hours. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, uh, John is uh, had been on his uh, farewell Yellow Brick Road tour. Is is done and finished completely. Um, you guys are making signals back and forth. Uh, no, no, uh, just it was about traffic. We're okay. good. We're going to do right. it okay. later. Um, so, 
Uh, that was the most in-demand act internationally, according to StubHub, uh, which based its rankings on cumulative ticket sales on StubHub North America and via GoGo. Uh, and it was followed by Harry Styles, yeah. Coldplay, Bad Bunny, Motley Crue, Morgan Wallen, Billie Eilish, Garth Brooks, Adele, and Justin Bieber, respectively. So those were their top ten of most in-demand acts internationally. The, uh, the the Harry Styles residency in Madison Square Garden, that was a huge... Uh, Avery uh, went... God, was that the end of the summer? Doesn't matter, but... Uh, yeah, I think it was, was like September, wasn't it? Yeah, it was somewhere towards the end of the summer, maybe even in, into the fall, but... I mean, that that is in that that level, like it's little kids, you know, like young teens, and then like full blown adults that that go to that show. It's interesting because I saw a breakdown, Preston, and I we, we uh, I sent you a, uh, a YouTube video, a guy Rick Beto, who you would were familiar with, yeah, and uh, he is a producer and um, you know, plays tons of instruments, really knows music in and out, and he has a YouTube channel. It's pretty fascinating. And uh, even to a neophyte, and I'm I'm not a musician, but I can still connect with what he's saying and what he's pointing out on his mm-hmm. site. And he's he he actually, in a very, I think, thoughtful way, breaks down why music mm-hmm. is why you're a lot of times you're seeing older artists pop up on on lists and so on, like an Elton John or whatever. And he talks about how music, the levels of complexity of music, and how it draws us in, mm-hmm. and how something transcends sort of a white noise level yeah. and how it's popular and ephemeral and how it's popular and long-lasting. Mm-hmm. And he's, he makes a case that you're not seeing a lot of inventiveness. You're seeing a lot of in what a what works approach, you know, don't fix it if it's not broken approach, and not a lot right. of taking chances and trying different things. And, yeah. and I think he makes a solid There's case. a lot of formulaic stuff yeah, that yeah. we know this works. Let's keep doing Let's this. Keep doing this it. sells records. Yeah. This uh, makes, you know, uh, the industry continue forward. Right. But, uh, but as, as far as uh, uh, there, there's another documentary, and I'll find out uh, the guy's name, but he did. It was all about the Beatles and why he said he's a, a, a classical composer, why he felt uh, the Beatles saved uh, classical music, believe it or not. Oh, and he wow. goes through the uh, all of the very technical things about keys and key changes and, and right. tones and colors and things like that. And why they were breaking ground yeah. and changing the direction of music. It happens every now and then, but but right now we're kind of in a stasis. We haven't had a groundbreaking thing in a while. And if you think about it, yeah, yeah. I mean, besides a few, who, it used to be a ton. And now it seems to be... Well, here's the deal. I mean, you could take an artist uh, that is super prolific, right? And I... I, I Two Life Crew. I kind of feel like you get... You get bored of their voice after a little while. I can see that, yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, and so... I stopped listening to Kathy's stuff a while ago. What? I don't think that, you know, there's not a whole lot of new music out there that's really bringing anything super new to the table. Yeah. But I I like new music because it's it, it's something As new. Do I. Yeah, it's yeah. not necessarily something that I've never heard before. Right. But, you know, I, I'm I'm more interested, Steve, in how people's... Audio palettes change over the years. It's kind of like, uh, you know, when you're a kid and you hated this food. Yeah. But now as an adult, you love it. Sure. And it, uh, it's the same thing like with my daughter. The music that she's finding today, I, I played this for you back when you were like eight years old. <laughs> and you gave you know? crap for it. Well, Car- not, not Caroline, that. Like Caroline right now is all about 
Elton John. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, this is fantastic. <laughs> yeah. I love it. But she's also turning me on uh, to these indie bands yeah. that I've never been familiar with. And I'm like, all right, I'm all ears. I tried sure. to introduce uh, Elton John to Jace. Well, something came on. He's like, who is this? And I was explaining who he was. And and he was like, can you turn it off? <laughs> did, you, did you whip out a Benny and the Jets? That, no. that catches people a lot. <laughs> no, I did not. Uh, by the way, that Harry Styles um, stint in uh, at Madison Square Garden, it was 15 shows, and he sold out every single one of them. Yeah, Trey, uh, not Trey, but uh, Fish did 13 uh, in a row. They called it the Baker's Dozen and sold every single one of them. I mean, it's a, it's a huge thing so to, who would win to do in a, there. in a fight? Would well, it be Harry it's Styles funny. or Fish? Well, he's, it was a record-setting run, they said. It's, it's record-setting, yeah. And then... Uh, but, like, Avery turned it into this competition. Yeah. It's like, well, Harry sold out 15, and Harry's concert was louder. I'm like, that's great. I love Harry. In fact, yeah. I was listening to Harry Styles uh, this morning. That's, you know, I put my head, my earbuds in, and I, I guess I should check it out, because it, it, right now it has zero fascination. He, uh, his last album is is pretty decent, I think, uh, of the, what, 13 songs that are on the album. I, I'm a big fan of, of at least eight of them. Uh, okay. I, I would like to me- see his show. Like, I eventually would, I, I didn't jump I, I should have gone when it was in new york because it was 15 shows and although it was you know a difficult ticket you probably sure. through StubHub could have gotten one but I, I would like to see his show because i would imagine he puts on a pretty damn good show the How- ear piercing sounds of the of the girls screaming <laughs> oh. i mean you you need to yeah, put press some, it you could never you could now, never. the high school yeah, would explode yeah. i wouldn't be able to handle that How's your Taylor Swift? Uh, are you any luck? My, yeah. I, you know what? I've sort of given up. Unless, like, for some reason, you know, hmm. tickets fall out of the sky uh, right before the show. But I, I'm not, like, you know, I'm not going to hunt them down. If I happen to come across right. them, somebody selling them or whatever, I'll go. But, no, I I have had no luck so far. It's also an event in and of itself. So yeah. there, there are people who really may not even be remotely fan, or at least modest fans, but they know that this is the event you need to go to. And so that makes it. That's what set these staggering levels of ticket purchase. I'm interested to see what her stage show is actually like because I went and saw Casey Musgraves. Are you going? Did you get it? No, no. Oh. But like, so I, I went and saw Casey Musgraves, and she has got a beautiful voice, but she has zero stage presence. Mm. Uh, you know, and and I like Taylor Swift. Obviously, she's an amazing songwriter. They say uh, Taylor I, Swift is very similar to uh, the comedian Gallagher. Is that right? <laughs> oh, okay, he, he does the concert, dramatic. That whole yeah, like yeah, yeah. the first ten yeah. rows got to you know, bring some ponchos or whatever. Case, I think she puts on a bit of a show. <laughs> yeah, you have to with you know that type of music. You need to have like a spectacle around you. Mm-hmm. To sort of fill it all out, and, and I just let my axe do my talking. Yeah. Case, <laughs> that's how that. I felt about uh, Kings of Leon. I saw them at the Wachovia Center, or first sheet, whatever the heck it is, and yeah. uh, they just stood there. Yeah. They, I don't even think, like, they, they took a step. Like, yeah. they stood there, heads down, playing beautiful music. Sounds the, great. So, Fish doesn't a, move at all either, but yeah. their light show is pretty amazing. There you go. Right? Yeah. So, there, there, is, there are some other things that are going on around that sort of help sort of feel it and fill it out. But that's kind of like a, um, Red Hot Chili Peppers at the ballpark this summer, like, they they have such an amazing light show and like all this trippy art moving around them and otherwise it's just Anthony Kiedis running around the stage. Right. Everybody else is just standing there playing. Hmm. Uh, while you guys are having that conversation, yeah. I was trying to find that documentary. Uh, oh, oh, the, the, the Beatles one. Yeah, yeah. It's called The Beatles: A Musical Appreciation and Analysis by Composer Howard Goodall, uh, and it is really worth your time to check it out. It's forty eight minutes long and it's uh, it's very very cool. Uh, maybe post that out or something like that. But uh, but back to some of the tours and, yes. and mm-hmm. who, uh, who scored else? 
uh, scored big. Uh, Elton John's tour was the highest selling in five years and drove over 50% more sales uh, than Harry Styles' Love on Tour, uh-huh. Stubhub said, citing uh, sales data from its platform. Wow. Uh, Elton John's North American tour grossed uh, $201.8 million. Uh, according to Polestar, it was the second highest grossing North American tour of the year. Wow. Uh, it was also the most popular. It sold over 1.6 million tickets. Now, Bad Bunny made more money at $393.3 million, and uh, that was worldwide. Who is Bad uh, Bunny? I, I don't know. I He's don't really know. EDM artist. Yep. Oh, okay. In North America, his tour grossed three hundred fifty-six point five million uh, this year. So I, uh, he's uh, he's friends with Pleasant Meerkat. So EDM <laughs> and and that stuff and going to those shows and I know very very little about that. That's more about the drugs, par- the party, right? Yeah, that's more yeah. about the the, yeah. uh, it's, it's, the 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 sound, the lights, the, the everybody dancing, moving the together, Molly. as opposed to. Uh, watching a musician perform on um, stage. No, on the contrary, I've seen a bunch of EDM artists at festivals, and I've also gone to like Noto and things like that. And you're kind of watching; you're a captive audience watching the DJ. And the light show is pretty amazing at those places as well. Exactly, they'll have a big okay. presence around them. Watching the DJ do what? But that's that's <laughs> so that's what I don't understand, and that's why well, EDM that's what I'm, I'm, is not my me, thing. This is. It is a drug thing. Sure. <laughs> People are on Molly, and they're, you know, it's that's what's going on exactly. there. I, no, I'm, I'm not saying everybody Tony is. Tony Bennett right. used to do that. Right. <laughs> are we all getting nipped up? <laughs> <laughs> so great, man. Look at the traces on your hand. I took so much Molly, I just took a poop. But his bad button, this says he's a rapper. Oh, is he rapper? He's a rapper. He's not EDM. We just went into a whole oh. EDM yeah, thing. Yeah, I just think I, okay. that's okay. That makes more that sense. That makes more sense. All right. You let us down the wrong path. Well, I'm sorry. I've uh, I've been to a couple I, of rap shows. Um, Bad Bunny is a Puerto Rican uh, rap okay, artist. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, okay. Sorry. Sorry, Marissa. My bad. Well, okay. I was going to defend Steve Aoki does throw cakes at people. All so right. That's you might have been thinking of, uh, uh, what is that, uh, some, uh, Dead Mouth 5. Dead Mouth. Yeah, I saw him at Noda. I saw him <laughs> with like 500 five. people a couple weeks ago. What were you going to say, Case? Not Dead Mouth. Um... Yeah, Dead Mouth. When you okay. hear Bad Bunny, it makes you think of Dead Mouth Five, who is the, he's an EDM guy, right? Yes, Dead Mouth. Right. Okay. Dead Mouth. <laughs> so, following Bad Bunny uh, on Elton's, uh, uh... oh, Bad Bunny was here. I, I, I'm so sorry, Press, to, okay. to interrupt there, but no, I do remember because my son's friends were all going to that show. Check. No, no, no. There was also like a really weird. Um, uh, this summer, like Pitbull was doing a show down the shore, and all these high school kids were going to the Pitbull show. Oh okay. yes, or it might have been in Camden or something like no, that. No, no, it was. It wasn't. It. It was in Wildwood, wasn't it? Oh man, all I know, I was. I was like, wait a second. You guys are like <laughs> juniors and seniors in high school, and you care about Pitbull, like the dude from <laughs> 15 years ago. Right, right. Okay. Wait, hold on. You might know who Bad Bunny is. He's uh, in the. Corona- he's a wrestler. He's in the Corona commercial with Snoop Dogg. Oh. He's, oh, okay. Do you know that commercial? They're sitting I, on the I, beach. Well, there's another one yeah. with um, Andy Samberg. Yeah, though, yeah, yeah. so yeah. I guess so. He's, he's Andy Samberg, but apparently he's a WWE wrestler. Somebody, oh. a few people are texting and saying he's actually not a bad wrestler oh. too. Really? Yes, okay, I do remember that. So okay. he headlined Made in America this year, and there's video of him uh, at like a strip club spending like fifty thousand dollars. Are you sure? Yes, I'm positive. So I following Bad Bunnies and uh, Elton John's North American tours uh, in money, uh, Def Leppard and Motley Crue. Made 177.4 million. Uh, Harry Styles made 160.4 million, and Kenny Chesney 
uh, made 135.3 million. Where does the Kenny Chesney aura stand? Uh, obviously, we had a lot of a, a less. <laughs> there was a, a dent in the touring schedule for a couple of years, but is it still one of the must-go-to shows yeah. for a lot of people? Yeah, yeah, it was big this year. Um, Florida Georgia Line played their last concert together the same night. I'm looking at Connor to make sure I'm right on this. But I think they played the same night in Wildwood. And they okay. were supposed to be on the Kenny Chesney tour, so it like, divided that audience. Okay. Uh, by the way, they're saying, they're predicting that uh, Taylor Swift's tour, if it, you know, yeah. if it, the era's mm-hmm. tours, if it comes together... Uh, could possi- there's a possibility of it crossing the unthinkable one billion dollar mark? Oh my! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, that was when. Uh, well, how did Charlie Sheen's Torpedo of Truth tour? <laughs> I think, that was yeah. just under a billion. It yeah. never quite made it. Was it was a billion off. Amazing. <laughs> Thanks for coming, everybody. It's freaking amazing. <laughs> Torpedo. You guys are you all uh, fans of Bad Bunny? I saw it twice. It was so you bad. Thought the twice? second time Why? was better, right? The second time was better because he brought Jeff Ross on. He okay. thought that he could go on stage and just talk for two hours. Why did you see it twice? Because Why did you see it once, let alone twice? I, it, at the time, I wanted to see it. I was it was, was the, it was the, everything. Yeah. yeah. You remember I, how that just dominated the news? Uh, that Charlie Sheen meltdown. Charlie Sheen. Charlie Sheen. He went so off the rails. Yeah. Yeah. Which did he go completely on the rails? I hated him. Yeah. He was doing rails. That's a yeah, co- yeah. that's a long cocaine. line of cocaine, by the way. <laughs> so I had to do do rails of coke and then get social diseases. <laughs> by the way, what do you guys think the most in demand sporting event of 2022 was, according to StubHub? The okay. most in demand sporting event of 2022, according to. Yeah, so we did the concert. According to Pornhub, we did the we did the we did the concert tours. But what do you think the most in demand case uh, sporting event of twenty twenty two? I am thinking. All right, so well, quick hint: uh, Does it have anything to do with Philadelphia? Goddamn right, it does. Yep, World Series. How about that? Yeah, I mean, usually, you know, the World Series is not. Necessarily, mm-hmm. all the big rage, but this one was uh, was huge. I'm so. glad to see that. And it, listen again, as we've said many times before. However, it worked out. It was still an amazing was awesome. run. So Great. much fun. Yeah, it was so much fun. It was so exciting. Believe they me, they were killing it. Man. I, uh, you know, if if you know the tickets that I purchased, if it wasn't through, uh, you know, I got it through a, a friend. I would have sold those things. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it, it, they were in such high demand, and you could have gotten thousands of dollars for, for two tickets, you know? But I didn't want to do wrong by, by the, yeah. the friend who hooked me up with the You tickets. know what? In, in hindsight, and I'm so glad I went to that game yeah. and, and had a great time, and they lost. It wasn't a great game to see, but right. the, the event. And I think I've done that now. Next time I'll watch it on TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, because I... I like like we thought there was a home run and there wasn't yeah. because we had, uh-huh. we couldn't see where we were uh-huh. and I was really disappointed by that and and I got to be or just go down and hang out around the stadium yeah uh, and then either go over to Xfinity Live or 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 go somewhere where you can watch it on television Absolutely. and, and yeah. soak it in because the tickets are going to sell regardless they're not going to they're not going to miss my tiny little drop right, in right, the bucket yeah. one right. itty bit. And we came up else, short, but I will but, say. But I've done it, and, and it was awesome, and I was glad I was there. Wait, Having, don't, don't, the, the uh, almost home run that wasn't was just as disappointing at home, so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but we that. cheered for a while. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> 
wait, what? Yeah, and then I see him just, you know, stopping yeah. between first and second. I was like, why is he doing From that? From our angle, it yeah. looked like it went out. But I will say, you know, having been to, I went to the NFC Championship game uh, that, you know, brought us to the Super Bowl. Having, being in that environment, and I don't have to go to live games that was so electric. There were yep. so many moments in that game that were just you could, palpable. You know, like the interception that that uh, uh, ran back for a touchdown in the beginning of the game. Like, you know, I, I'd never heard a stadium that loud. That's amazing. Yeah, it was great to be a part of that. By the way, uh, for the text coming in, we know that Dead Mal 5 is actually pronounced Dead Mal. <laughs> yeah. it, was, it was kind of a joke because I mistakenly called it Dead Mal 5 years ago. I like Dead Mal 5 better. I do too. All right. Uh, anyhow, we should take a break because uh, we do have some bizarre file stories to share with you. But let's give away a miracle. I have Christmas miracle passes. It's a Christmas miracle. Yeah. Yeah. Call it 19 and 20. You can go. That's right. Yeah. You're invited. Next Wednesday, we're less than a week away, and we want you to join us. Uh, call us 1920-215-263-WMMR. You have to be available next Wednesday to go to Parks Casino in Ben Salem and be at least 21 years of age uh, and be there early. All right? And wear your ugly sweater. It's the Miller Lite Ugly Sweater Edition, and we'll get you those tickets if you are those callers right now. We have to take a break. We'll come back in a second. Hang in there because we won't be gone long. 93.3 WMMR presents Preston and Steve Christmas Miracle, the Miller Lite Ugly Sweater Edition, this Wednesday morning at the Excite Center inside Parks Casino in Ben Salem. At stake, some of the coolest prizes, gadgets, and gifts from our winter wonderland of clients and sponsors. Like DHY Motorsports, Metallica M72 World Tour, and Joseph Anthony Retreat Spa and Salon. Want to be a part of the studio audience? Check WMMR.com for details. And don't forget to dress to, um, impress. Our judges will pick their favorite ugly sweater to score great prizes from Miller Lite. Preston and Steve's Christmas Miracle. It's a Christmas miracle or something. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks your holidays. Just a last-minute addition to the show. Chevy Chase will be joining us in just a few minutes. So uh, we're going to do the Bizarre File, and then we will break, and we will come back with Chevy. So let's dive into this now. Here we go. Where are you? There you are. Right there. Now. Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. Brought to you this morning by Helium Comedy Club, bringing the laughs to Philly for many years. Helium Comedy Club is the best comics of today and tomorrow, live every week. Tickets and lineup available at heliumcomedy.com. Well, a man shot a Kentucky Fried Chicken employee Monday evening in St. Louis in a dispute that intensified when the restaurant... Ran out of corn. Oh. Ran the, out of corn? Yes. It seems almost inconceivable. The shooting happened on Monday. Investigators say a suspect was in the drive-thru of the restaurant when he tried to place an order, and one employee informed him that the business was out of corn. This is ancient Simmons. Don't disturb the crime scene. After that, <laughs> the suspect reportedly made threats towards the employee from the speaker box. A short time later, the suspect pulled up to a drive-thru window with a handgun. Mm. 25-year-old employee went outside to talk to the driver, and then he returned to the restaurant with a gunshot wound. I bet if I shoot them, they'll have corn. Police said the victim is in critical but stable condition and is currently hospitalized with injuries. Uh, The suspect took off from the restaurant after the gunfire, and police are trying to find him. Mm. Uh, The great outdoors in Florida. Well... 
A man and his family were boating down the Silver River, and they didn't expect to see this in the great outdoors of FLA. Monkeys leaping from trees into the water right in front of them. Like a, like a sort of a synchronized, synchronized swimming or something? Yeah, like something like that. Matthew like Busby Berkeley? Uh, Matthew Schwanke was uh, recording a video on the Silver River when a troop of more than 20 rhesus macaques began jumping from the tree limbs, wow. loudly splashing into the water below. Like Esther Williams. In the video, he's saying, they're all jumping. Uh, you can hear a boy saying, Dad, back up. Uh, Schwanky laughed. Schwanky was laughing. You know that Schwanky laugh. And he continued recording all while the macaques kept plunging into the water in rapid succession. They're amazing. And they just kept, it was like splash, yeah. splash, 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 you know, in front of him. Uh, and he said on the video, it's raining monkeys. Hallelujah. Yes. Uh, Schwanky said that the incident was a result of a turf war between two troops of monkeys. I hope you're all enjoying the monkey presentation. After watching a confrontation between the two groups break out, he started recording the video. So that's uncharacteristic behavior, or do they just happen to be there for somebody that happens all the time? It's a good question. Uh, He said that that the original troop was uh, being run off by the rival troop from the other side of the river. And apparently it's not the first time someone has captured Reese's macaques uh, leaping into the water in Silver Spring State Park. Back in 2019, Rod Gwynn had, was kayaking uh, when he noticed multiple monkeys in the trees on the side of the riverbed. <laughs> and he recorded video of the monkeys leaping into the water and then swimming across the river to get to the other Another side. Another turf war? Uh, he didn't say in oh, this okay. one if that was a deal. Uh, but <laughs> hundreds of uh, Reese's monkeys... Uh, reside in the Silver Springs State Park. And officials said that they want to curb or even eliminate the monkey population because researchers said some of the animals at the park carry the herpes B virus. What did you say? They have the herpes B virus. Thought you were talking about me. Which could uh, potentially spread to humans. A Florida man is facing charges after he allegedly hit his wife with a Christmas tree. After, wow, wrong. after she asked him for help with making dinner. So uh, that, is that the response in some cultures? Uh, in, in Florida yeah, culture. Yeah. Uh, Richard Atchison was arrested by police on multiple charges, including domestic battery. Stephen, he's got one of those mug shots oh. if you're like, yeah, that's a person that would hit Richard. someone with a Christmas tree. <laughs> Officers said the incident happened Monday evening. The two had gotten into an argument after the woman asked for help making dinner. At some point, the woman reportedly put a spoon in the sink, accidentally splashing Atchison. And I'm going to kill you. The report said Atchison lost his temper. Yeah. He began packing his things and went outside to his vehicle. And then he turned around because he had been drinking and told his wife to leave instead. What am I doing leaving? Shut up, bitch. Uh, (laughs) When she tried to leave, deputies said Atchison shoved her, picked up the Christmas tree in the corner of the room and threw it at her, striking her. And then he blocked the door, preventing her from leaving. He was booked into the county jail. Uh, without incident, so thank God the police got there and yes. they got him. So, um, and then we'll do. Let me see if I got one more quick one because we want to stay on time for uh, Chevy okay. Chase. Uh, let's see. We will end. I don't have any short ones here. Oh man! With this one, a man is uh, facing criminal charges. Uh, after state police said they found a bomb in his car after stopping him for driving without a license. Uh, He was stopped around 3 a.m. after a trooper pulled him over for driving erratically, and they found his license had been suspended for years. Uh, During an inventory of the vehicle, police said they found a strange object inside that was later determined to be a device containing a road flare, consumer-grade fireworks, an amount of six, uh, an amount of double base smokeless powder, mm. multiple match heads, wow. six twenty-two caliber bullets, and a ball bearing. So, if you're drunk 
and your license is lapsed, drive around with a bomb. With a bomb, yeah. yes. It seemed like the thing to do. Now, he said, he told police that he... He, quote, picks up other people's trash sometimes, oh. and he found that. Oh. You know that bomb factory? Yeah. yeah. And he stated that he thought it was just a road flare, yeah. and he stated he would never try to make something like that or harm anybody. No, I just like to drink and drive. Uh, neighbor said they were a little rattled to learn that the man who lives nearby may have been making bombs, and that is what I have in the bizarre file for you <laughs> this morning. All right, we're making that a quick one because we just found out Chevy Chase is going to be joining us in about five minutes or so. So uh, we'll take a break, and we'll come back, and we will talk to Chevy, and we'll get the lesson question trash and music news as well. So hang with us. We'll be right back. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out The Rock Shop at WMMR.com. Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Stephen's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic, solitaire, Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Stephen's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We are getting right back into things. 17 minutes after 10 o'clock on this Thursday morning, Preston and Steve Show. Weather a little bit iffy. Uh, Chuck was saying it was kind of slick out in the parking lot. All right. Um, but it's a wintry four, John. It's warming up. It's mainly going to be rain through the uh, the course of the day. We have a guest standing by. Uh, we had the pleasure to speak to him uh, not that long ago and had a great conversation with him. Doing a similar thing with the movie Caddyshack at that time. Yeah, but uh, now uh, it's uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, and there's a screening and a Q&A taking place. And this is going to be, uh, it's this weekend, actually. It's going to be on Saturday, and it will be at the Tropicana Casino and Resort in, in AC. Tickets are available through Ticketmaster. And we're very excited to welcome once again Mr. Chevy Chase. Yes. Yay! Chevy, thank you. Thank you for coming on. Chevy Chase. I've never heard a voice that low in my life. <laughs> thank you, sir. I appreciate yes. the compliment. Yes, who is this, please? Uh, that's uh, Preston, who has the low voice, and I'm the bald guy, if you can see us. That's, so I'm Steve. Yeah. Oh, wait wait a minute. Are you the guy with the voice? No, Preston. Oh, I think I'm, right. the, I'm the guy with the voice. <laughs> that was very good. I loved it. Thank you. Hey, Chevy. Hi, guys. I, nice I, to see you. Nice it's to see you. to have you on. I, I needed to ask, you know, you um, 39 years ago, uh, you guys made the film National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. And and when you think back to that time where you when you were filming it, did you know that you had something extra special in that film and that people would still be loving it today? Because I've already watched it three times yes. uh, in the past couple of weeks. Mm. No, um, uh, I didn't like it. <laughs> no, of course. I, let me just say this. Um, when I make movies, I hope that people will like it, but you don't know, really. Um, in fact, uh, I've been doing... Recently, some uh, um, appearances, such as the one I'll be doing in Atlantic City uh, at Tropicana, uh, where I'm with an actual audience of, you know, I don't know, a few thousand people or whatever. And uh, until that time, I, you know, I've never seen my audience. Basically, you make a movie and you never know mm. anything. I, I, you could, oh, once I snuck into a theater with Dustin Hoffman <laughs> when we did a movie. 
I just snuck in and stayed in the back to see if they'd laugh. Right. <laughs> but, I mean, really, it's the same thing with Dustin or anybody. It's just uh, we don't know. Well, you know what? It's become a, a, a holiday classic, and it is it, it, it deserves that. Uh, but I also think, in a way, it might uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation might get short shrift on the emotional level because it resonates on so many of those levels as well. I remember years ago when I was a kid, my dad was sweating at a Christmas bonus check. And so that, that all of that, and I think it's captured beautifully in the movie in the attic scene. Mm-hmm. where, where and, and I well up at that scene. That is a beautiful scene. Um, how did yeah. that come together? Oh, that's funny you should ask that. Well, it's not that funny, but um, <laughs> uh, we were in Breckenridge, Colorado, at a, on a ski slope, of uh, shooting the the very first scene in the movie where I'm going down the hill, <laughs> and uh, which, which you'll, you'll you'll notice and yeah. see if you watch it. But um, <clears throat> and um, it suddenly a blizzard hit us, and we were supposed to go back to L.A. and start shooting, and we ended up uh, having to stay there. So the bed and breakfast that we were in. Uh, had an attic, hmm. and we thought, well, let's let's try out their attic, which we did. That's where we shot it. Wow! In their attic, and uh, I I was happy to find you know a couple of boards I could stand on that would hit me in the back <laughs> of the head and in the front of the head and you know whatnot. Yeah. yeah. So that's how we did it, and then at the end of that scene, this is might be interesting for those who watch it. Is, uh, I, I look out a window outside and see my family either arriving or driving away or something. Uh, that was shot in L.A. because if I looked out that window in, in Breckenridge, I would just see other houses and naked people. <laughs> you know, no, I lied. I lied. <laughs> no, but Steve's right. Uh, and, and I watched this movie the first time. I was a teenager, and, and now I'm a father, and I have three kids. And, and so the, the movie kind of on a, on, you know, a few different times hits differently now as a father. And, you know, yeah. somebody who prepares to make sure that, you know, Christmas morning is as magical for my kids as it was for me. So, yeah, that that one scene in particular is is it's different. Great. But I'm, I'm I always get surprised that when I can laugh at the same joke over and over again and, and Chevy. The scene with you and the lady at the lingerie counter, I, oh. I, it does not, it, every single time I watch it, I, I'm like, I cannot believe that I'm like legit laughing out loud at the same joke over and over again. And when she says, can I take something, something out for you, and you just start laughing, I laugh along with you. And, and Oh, just... I know. I'm not going to say it on the air here, but Thank you. no, I, I love that part. And then you can't, can't see the line, can you, Russ? You know? <laughs> It's, uh, is it lost on you at all that, and I don't, you have to be aware of this, that, that people quote you all the time. Like, I can't go play around the golf without using one of your sure. lines from Caddyshack. Fletch, and cr- everything, yeah. Christmas it, time, there's yeah. always, you know, Fletch. Uh, there, you know, I actually, yeah, I have two Fletch sound clips that I play. You can hear these. Hey! And, oh. and this one, <laughs> I use those clips all the time. And it's just these little subtle things. Is it lost on you that, that, that you're part of people's everyday vernacular? Uh, no, uh, well, it's lost on me, and that and that nobody tells me this except us. A, a, a sad guy like you. <laughs> no, I'm happy. <laughs> Honestly, uh, uh, you know, I suppose I make those movies just for that reason. I, mm. I'm uh, different than other people who are quote comedians, and mm. um, I say what um, I maybe my dad would have thought was funny. You know that kind of thing. So, um, I it's. 
Uh, I'm amazed at people's reactions, and I love it because he made me laugh a lot. So there yeah. you are. No, that makes yeah. sense. It's a wonderful, and I just, in, in research for talking to you, I, I checked out, uh, you know, did some reading and did, watched a video. And there was a video of you with your uh, your daughter and your, your wife watching, this is a couple of years ago, you're watching the movie. Uh, yeah. And uh, it was phenomenal because it's your daughter and you looking at each other, especially in the lingerie scene, and 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 she's like, "Oh, Dad!" You could just see it on her face, and you give her this yeah. loving look, and it's it was just beautiful. Yeah. Well, I also have three uh, children, and um, they're my daughters. Of course, they're they're now in their thirties, but uh, uh, but uh, yeah, we're a very close family. This is where I live. This is. What I do, I live with my wife and three daughters, and God, do I love them all. They're just the best, and I wouldn't be alive if it weren't for them. Oh, that... Not to say that I was dying or something, but just, <laughs> you know, I, I just, uh, you know, that's it. I mean, no. I was looking at my wife this morning. I was in bed um, <clears throat> on top of her. No, I was in bed. On... <laughs> no, I just look over, you know. I peek over to what her side of the bed, and yeah. she's out like... <clears throat> Or something, and I just love her. Yeah, no, I absolutely, absolutely understand that. What I also love, Jeremy, yeah. so you, 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 um, you love the the actual uh, describing the movie, and people are going to go see you. Uh, you're going to get your your uh, your your money's worth because you have tons of stories. And I did not know that the house featured in the vacation uh, Christmas vacation was actually the same house used in the Lethal Weapon movies. Well, that's right. Once we went to L.A. after getting out of that place. Uh, we we had a, a place called the Warner Ranch. It was right across from Warner Brothers Studios, and uh, there there were, must have been twelve or so houses that they would use over the years. And uh, we picked one that had a, um, a a great lawn. And on the lawn, by the way, there was a toilet, just a toilet. <laughs> <laughs> you, you mentioned Lethal Weapon. Uh, that I believe there was a toilet scene at the very end yes. where John uh, or Danny, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Danny um, Glover, Danny Thomas, what? <laughs> Danny, Thomas. <laughs> Danny Thomas, Danny Glover, Danny Glover's on Danny, the uh, Danny on Danny the Glover, toilet, yeah, yeah. Like, like the toilet explodes or something. Yeah. So I said that's got to be the house for us, and <laughs> and uh, they the the property people have clearly forgotten to remove the toilet, or just just said that I had with it, and they've got another house, and. Uh, uh, so I had our property people please remove the toilet from the lawn. And then there's this scene, it's like one of the first scenes in the movie in which I fall off the roof, yes. uh, you know, setting the lights up. Right. And I land in the, behind this bush and I landed on the toilet. Nobody saw that. But that's where the property people this time put it. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> hilarious. Wow. Yeah. Hey, um, we are going to have it. There's a, one of the stars of of Christmas Vacation actually still lives in this area. And we're going to have her yeah. in studio on Monday. Uh, the, the young girl who played Ruby Sue, Ellen Latson, is going to be here on oh Monday. Oh, my God, yeah. Yeah, so do oh, you... what a little kitty. Yeah, <laughs> well, she's, she's a grown-up now. Do, do you have I'll any uh, memories of, of, you know, shooting any scenes with her? Because you guys did have that really touching scene. Beautiful. Yeah. When you were... Um, Santa uh, Claus. Yeah, Santa, Santa Claus. Claus, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we went out together after that. We oh, were, that's uh, cool. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. That would have been illegal at the time. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say. No, she was a lovely girl. I, I can't remember exactly uh, what Ruby Sue ended up doing because uh, I, I never really, I sort of lost track of her. But uh, her name is Ellen. Yeah. And uh, 
I, I hope for the best for her. She yeah. was terrific fun. Yeah. Uh, talking Lovely about, girl. speaking of the, of, of the cast, when, when the entire family is, in, is at the Griswolds, <laughs> look at the lineup of people that were in that living room. John Randolph, Diane Ladd, E.G. Marshall, Doris Roberts, yeah. Randy Quaid, of course, uh, uh, William Hickley, uh, the great Mae Questall. What a group of actors. Um that just must have been. Don't forget Beverly D'Angelo. Beverly D'Angelo, D'Angelo. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course yeah. Yeah. In trouble. And yeah, no, <laughs> you're right. May Kestel and uh, John John Randolph was my uh, dad. May Kestel. Yeah, a great group. Of really good actors. William Hickey was a teacher, uh, uh, and and some of the greatest actors went to went to his school. I think he, at that point he just won the Oscar for it. Was it Pritzi's Honor? No, I didn't win it for that one, but I won it for the... Uh... <laughs> no, he did. Yeah. Oh, that's correct. I'm so sorry. Yes, he did. Yeah. Well, and that, having that cast at that level of uh, capability, yeah. for, you know, in supporting roles, just made everything that much better. Now, the legend has it that you also incurred a uh, an injury during the tirade sequence with the front lawn decorations that were not working with you. Is that true? Well, that's right. It was a rant when I was ranting about how I couldn't get the, you know, <laughs> right. things together and all that. And uh, uh, I just, uh, from out of nowhere, decided to kick these reindeer that were on the lawn, you know, to punch them right. because uh, I was angry at everything. And that wasn't supposed to be in the movie. I just did it and the camera followed me. Huh. And I came back with a broken finger after doing it. I thought it was like made of mud or something. I didn't know what it was made of, but it certainly didn't absorb anything wow. except the my bones. <laughs> um, speaking what? speaking of rants, when you, when you finally you know when when the the dam breaks and you realize you know uh, Clark is not going to get the the uh, uh, the bonus and you go on that you know a bug eyed fish eyed blah, blah that that <laughs> oh, whole yeah, thing yeah, yeah. was that <laughs> had you written all that out yourself and rehearsed all of that or was some of that just coming off the cuff while you were going through that? No, uh, we wrote it. Um, actually, I wrote it. Come to think of it, and. Uh, uh, each one of those uh, adults looking at, watching me do it, uh, had a little card on the front of their. <laughs> that is great. You can't see. Yeah, oh. you can look for it, but you can't see it, and so that's where I put all those words because I couldn't remember them all. It was just too many. And that's, I, and that a that's great thing to know. That's what I was wondering because it is <laughs> yes. a lengthy string of of like you know pseudo profanities. That's wild. That were just all over the place. They were bizarre. You know, that's Brando had. He, that was the thing Brando did during The Godfather. He had yeah. the actors he was facing. Uh-huh. They had cue cards on them. Uh, yeah, because that's a that's yeah, a. Yeah. That's a string of things to remember, but it's one of the seminal scenes. And correct me if I'm wrong, Beverly D'Angelo has an improv physically when the SWAT agents come through the windows, correct? Oh, did you say erect? (laughs) Yeah, it pertains to that. Oh, you said correct, yeah. Uh, No, you're right. Uh, That just sort of happened. Um, I did not feel a thing, uh, just for those who might watch the movie. Uh, uh, but and, and which made me cry inside. Oh. <laughs> and, uh, I did not feel a thing, but that's just Bev. You know, she just happened to do that. And and so you know, it's just, yeah, yeah, you'll see it in the movie. That's beautiful. You guys have such a uh, such a chemistry, and she we we talked to her just recently, um, and and that's uh, and there's obviously a, a real uh, a friendship there. And in that moment, when you first met her, and you were doing the first movie. 
Did did you did you uh, try uh, with anyone else? Was it just we were kind of just paired with Beverly D'Angelo right from the get go, and and realized you had that we chemistry? Were not paired, I paired. You uh, paired. I, I I interviewed uh, quite a few uh, girls for that role. I see, and that just seemed right right away. So yeah, yeah. I it, chose that girl. Um, and I saw that you and her and Christy Brinkley were at, was it Comic-Con recently or it was a yeah, convention? Yeah, oh, a few days ago, yeah. Does that, does, uh, um, does that happen from time to time? You know, some of the, the national, the, the, the vacation family kind of run into each other here and there? Not really. Okay. Uh, that just happened to be, um, I know, why did that happen to be? Just, well, it did anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and, uh. Uh, Christy and Bev are quite a couple. I, I don't. Want, I won't even get into it. It's too funny. That's awesome. Yeah, I have. I said Randy Craig is, of course, amazing in it. And Randy's Randy's taken some some turns since <laughs> since the movie. But that uh, he comedically for a guy who's also a tremendous actor, a dramatic actor, mm-hmm. um, he just ate that role up. Was some of your dialogue improved with uh, with him as well? I, I I backed off a little bit and it's turned your volume off. Are you there? Yeah, yeah. we're here. Yeah, we lost you for just oh, okay. a second. Uh, you were saying Randy. Randy oh, Craig. I was about to say that Randy, if it weren't for Randy, I wouldn't make those movies. Uh, uh, you know, as you said, he's a he's a brilliant actor, period. Um, and he just came on and, uh, you, you serious, Clark? <laughs> you know, that guy. Yeah. And uh, like I do a good, <laughs> I do a good impression of Randy. And... Uh, uh, I, I just think it, he's such a solid guy. I spoke to him on the phone relatively recently, and uh, uh, he was home with his wife and uh, 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 and the uh, child. <clears throat> Unfortunately, he's, he's a puppy, a dog. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> anyway, but no, Randy and his, uh, you know, he's just a regular guy. I yeah. mean, I can't tell you, you know, you, when when we're walking through that, the grocery store, and he keeps piling the dog food on the on the thing. I, you know, I'm not going to give it all away, but I, 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 that's the guy I wanted. Yeah, <laughs> and he did that, by the way, out of nowhere. He just he just started piling those things on. <laughs> it's so hilarious. I picked, up, I picked up some light bulbs and put that there to see what would happen. Jimmy, <laughs> do you have a favorite of any of the vacation movies? I mean, each one of them means something different to each one of us. Is there one that stands out to you? Uh, well, I like the Godfather Father version. <laughs> the Godfather's an American masterpiece. I know, I know. Uh, well, so is one of mine, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm just going to keep fighting for it. Uh, no, I, I don't think, I think the first vacation and Christmas vacation uh, are probably my favorites. But then, I you know, then I think about European vacation that was very funny yeah i had eric idol in that and uh and then uh, vegas vacation wasn't my favorite was uh, it was rough to do uh but otherwise i mean i enjoyed it very much obviously uh yeah i think my first uh, the first one and the last one well there, there are tons of stories associated with the movies and 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 just i'll just bring up one that you got a lot of tidbits that you've given us today but as the legend goes chris columbus was offered the directing role for uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation first and then passed on it, and he went on to direct Home Alone from that. was that is that correct? 
No, actually, he discovered the country in 1492. <laughs> oh, it was that one. Wow. Anyway, I have no idea if that's really true. Uh, I don't know Chris Columbus. Okay. Uh, I always wanted Harold Ramis. Mm. And uh, that's, is that who I got? No, you Harold got, was it my, you got my Jeremiah Chechik. Oh, I got Jeremiah. Yeah, that's right. Yes. So there you have it. My knowledge of that is really shaky. <laughs> What you've given us is worth it, though. Is yeah. The conversation has been great. And this is some of what you'll get if you attend the, uh, the yeah. screening and the uh, the conversation afterwards. Yeah, this is going to yeah, be thank you. Saturday night at uh, Tropicana Casino and Resort in AC. Tickets available at Ticketmaster. I'm actually going to give away some here in just a little bit. 8 o'clock. Eight It'll o'clock. be great fun. I, I hope the place fills up and, and is packed. Uh, with young girls. <laughs> As a fan... people. <laughs> As a fan, we're, we, uh, we are thrilled you're doing this with your, your uh, movie uh, catalog because we are massive fans. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, that's very nice. Thank you. I, I thank you for that. Thank Thanks you so much. Chevy, have, have a great holiday. Enjoy the weekend and take care of yourself, okay? Well, you too, guys. All right, All right, thank you. Chevy Chase, yeah. guys. I mean, come on, man. Oh my goodness. He's got so you know how many stories. You could just sit down and just talk about Fletch and and all these great movies. If, if, been a part of. Movie, Even if you go back to like uh foul play and I love foul I love play. It's one of the first uh, of the, even that like modern Problems, remember that? Yes. Thing? I um, love modern problems. His version of Diary of an, of the Invisible Man. John Carpenter directed it. Yes. Do you remember that? I do. Like, the people didn't know where to sit on that. And it's not really a comedy, but it's really well done. I think it was the first time I remember an Invisible Man thing where they have to go, he has to, like, I have to eat, like, clear jello. Yes. Like, I can't eat things because you will see, <laughs> You'll see this, it. this yeah, glob yeah. of food walking around. <laughs> Spies um, like us. He was talking about quoting uh, lines. I mean, I was saying doctor, doctor, doctor yes. before I even saw the movie. Oh, it's really? It's part of my every... I probably got it from my brother or something wow. like that. Wow. That was really cool. That He's great, awesome. man. That was great talking to him. Um, well, we need to do a couple of things. And listen, before we are done, I will have... Or am I giving these away today? Um, you can, but we have to do the lesson question. We can, I know, we but can I mean, do that tomorrow if you want. Um, na, 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 na. I'm sure we'll make that a daily rush and we'll be able to... Talk about yeah, it. let me let me hold on. Listen tomorrow because I'll have a chance for you to win uh, tickets to the event and a, and a meet and greet Ooh. Uh, with Chevy. So we'll do that tomorrow because I have something else to give away. Now we got to do the lesson question. So this is for a fifty dollar Manhattan Bagel gift card, and the question. Uh, and I'm sorry, I did not look at these ahead of time. Um, let's see. Ah, yes, the salt storage. Uh, on on the Conchhocken curve is really filled with what? Oh, I <laughs> the the big salt storage container <laughs> uh, for, for the roads uh, is really filled with what? It's on I the Conchhocken curve, right? It was, I, yeah, I it think was so. News, yeah, it was yeah. early. Two one five two six three WMMR. I remember this. Let's see if you do. Call now, and uh, we'll do the trash while you are calling in for the lesson question. The trash business is a gold mine. Ninety three three WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you this morning by Family and Company Jewelers Filler Stocking with a gift she'll be showing off all year long. Visit them on Route seventy in Marlton, New Jersey, or online at FamilyJewelers.com. South Jersey's Holiday Diamond. Destination. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, Katie Holmes responding to fashion critics saying the outfit she wore to a Christmas concert in New York was out of style. 
Holmes took the high road in her public post on Instagram saying, quote, You know what is in style? Me housing a bran muffin and black coffee and then forcing you to lick my ass. Oh, my God. Yeah, can you believe she said that? No. <laughs> Lacey Chabert. Revealing her favorite gift to give during the holidays, the recently anointed queen of the Hallmark Christmas movies says she really enjoys giving out Yuletide boners. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And finally, the future of GMA hosts Amy Roback and TJ Holmes is apparently still uncertain after the two were revealed to be carrying on an affair. ABC News President Kimberly Godwin describes the situation as very frustrating, noting that it has made her incredibly horny. Ooh. And that's your Hollywood track. All right. Thank you very much, Steve. All right. We'll see if indeed someone does know the answer to this question. Uh, the salt storage container on the Conchhocken Curve is really filled with what? We're going to go to Eddie. Hey, Eddie, good morning. Good morning. All right. Cousin Eddie, do me a favor. <laughs> Tell me what the salt storage on Conchhocken Curve is really filled with. It's filled with pudding. Pudding is yeah. correct. A $50 Manhattan Bagel gift card, and you let Manhattan Bagel take the stress out of your holidays. You can gather, they cater. Uh, ManhattanBagel.com to get your order in. All right, let's do Music News. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. All right, handful of things passed along to you this morning with music news. We'll start with this. Disturbs David Draymond has opened up about his trademark, and I didn't know that this is what it was called, double labrette claw piercings. Double? What? Yes. Double labrette. So, you, you know David Draymond. He's got yes, these, these, uh-huh. these two things that hang out over yeah. his chin like this. So that's called chin a, balls. So that's called a labrette piercing. I, I, um, didn't know I didn't either. Uh, during an interview with Revolver, he was asked about uh, when he first got the sense to remove his piercings. Uh, he said, there were two things I did once I quit my job. Once I knew that we had a record deal coming, I shaved my head and I did the double labyrinth. And yeah, I just wanted to do something that was original that nobody else had. Um, when asked how his parents reacted to the extra two holes in his face, he said it took him a while before they saw it. And my mom cried. Have you ever, uh, did you ever entertain or come close to doing a piercing of any kind? Never. Uh, It is not once ever held a fascination for me. Yeah. The one that I think that ends up, uh, people do the gauges and stuff. I think a lot of that looks cool depending on your your, your style. But the one that I think is is dumb, they're doing the thing now where they actually embed the the jewelry in in the skull. And when that is taken out, I've seen people have had them taken out and it lasts for a long time, you've got that hmm. bizarre indentation, you okay. know? Just my ears being pierced. I haven't worn earrings in, like, I have more than one uh, piercing, and I haven't worn earrings in years. I put them in the other day. They went right through. Uh, no kidding? Yeah. They're oh, still They uh, never closed up. Okay. Yeah, my, like, belly button still yeah, is, same. like, there. Same. No yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I was heard, th- heard it doesn't take it, that long that for those things to close up. Yeah, my and, friend, and then, in fact, the, the, the body's natural reaction is to sort of force it out of your... Well, yeah, when yeah. you get the piercing, yeah, yeah. Um, sometimes, yeah, and piercings don't work. My friend had her nose pierced, and uh, it never healed. There's still a hole there. Wow. Is okay. there a hole on my tongue? Can you see it? Uh, there does so, not appear yeah. to be. No. Okay. <laughs> I only know this because Jace uh, split his tongue. The tongue heals itself, and they very rarely... Don't um, put a cast on it. Well, no, they're very rarely do stitches because it's so uh, there's so much blood involved yes. um, when they have to go in. So uh, when they looked at his, they were like, no, this, is, this will heal on its own. So, okay. Morris, I would imagine... 
that a piercing would heal on the tongue. Yeah, uh-huh. I have heard that the tissues in your mouth heal pretty quickly. So, interesting. Uh, as it turns out, Draymond's parents weren't too excited about his career choices to begin with, as Draymond himself shared uh, the following about their thoughts on his rock star dreams before release of the band's five-time multi-platinum debut album, The Sickness. Sickness. Yes. Sick. Sick tattoos, bro. It's gross. Sick. Um, Fallout Boy have been sending their fans cryptic postcards entitled Pink Seashell Beach. Seahorse. Uh, the postcard contains a message, I saw you in a bright, clear field. Mm. Hurricane heat in my head. The kind of pain you feel to get good in the end. Uh, inscribed like stone and faded by the rain. Give up what you love. Give up what you love before it wow. does you in. Very good. We have the last sentence too, Preston. Okay. Is there uh, some of the, uh, 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 you know, just improv that you have been known, to, uh, been come to known as? It's very cryptic. It's very cryptic. Uh, the band also launched a website, uh, sending my love from pinkseashellbeach.com. Where is that? Uh, I don't know. It also contained the strap line, take pleasure in the details. Uh, there, Fallout Boy have invited fans to join us for a tiny sneak peek into our world. And those who click a button reading, do not open before Christmas. Open up a form where they can fill in their details, presumably for some kind of a mailing list. So mm. I don't know what the story is. No information about parking. Just in time for the holidays, Coldplay has lent their name to a charity, a limited edition of Swiss watches bearing their name and co-designed by the bands Chris Martin are on sale now. Many Swiss watches will go hungry this holiday season. <laughs> It's part of a campaign called Feed the Watches. No. Uh, the, the, from the non-profit... Rolex. It hasn't eaten in a month. Uh, from the non-profit organization Love Button Global Movement uh, that helps promote kindness. Love Button? You know what that means? Yeah, right? We were talking snakes about that. Two of them. Snakes. <laughs> this morning. Yeah. A few of the watches that were personally signed by Martin have been set aside for auction. The others sell for about $695. And then finally... Homeward Bound, a Grammy salute to the songs of Paul Simon, will air on CBS on December 21st. I'm down with this. At 9 o'clock. And performers set to appear on the special, which will also stream on Paramount Plus, include old friends Sting and Stevie Wonder, along with Garth Brooks, Trisha Yearwood, the Bengals' Susanna Hoffs, uh, Jonas Brothers, uh, Dave Matthews, ba- Dave Matthews, uh, Brad Paisley, Billy Porter, Take Six, Shaggy, Jimmy Cliff, and a whole host of other people. Uh, they've done a number of these specials. I routinely love them yeah. because even if it's not an artist I happen to be into that much, uh, the tribute, and then they kind of lead you through their songbook, and it's artists that enjoy them interpreting their songs. It's great. Uh, the event was taped back on April 6th, L.A.'s Hollywood uh, Pantages Theater, and Elton John, Oprah Winfrey, and Sophia Carson are part of the star-studded list of presenters and special guests for that night. I'm down. It'd be very cool. All right, and there you go. Down with the thickness. That's what I have in the music news for you this morning. All right, um, I would like to give away one of these. Uh, I have a pair of tickets for you to see the award-winning comedian Jack Whitehall. Oh. Uh, he's going to be playing his uh, Jack Arse tour. Uh, in fact, it's the opener of the tour. Uh, Thursday, February 16th at the Miller Theater. If you would like to go, uh, be caller number 20 at 215-263-WMMR. So Thursday, February 16th, it's the opener of the tour. And tickets go on sale tomorrow, 10 a.m. through uh, KimmelCulturalCampus.org. 215-263-WMMR, the number. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in just a moment. We have a second chance for you to win, by the way. 
uh, those tickets to see uh, Jack Whitehall. So uh, text Jack Arse to 39333 and we'll send you a link with a chance to win. We'll be back in a moment. Stay there. From 8 to 10, Nick from the Preston and Steve Show rocks The Post, 129 South 30th Street, Center City, with a Preston and Steve's Christmas Miracle Miller Lite Ugly Sweater Edition pre-party. Enter for a chance to win a seat at the big event on December 21st at Parks Casino and enjoy $4 Miller Lite drafts and $14 pitchers. Tons of 10.54. Wow, we went a little long. Uh, I think it was worth it. To hear Jerry say he was on top of his wife in bed was, oh, uh, that was great. <laughs> with the price of admission, still dropping a few <laughs> improv lines in the uh, in the conversation, but that was that was really cool. Yeah. And and he's a uh, he's got stories to tell, especially about uh, Christmas vacation, family yep. vacation. He's uh, <clears throat> doing a, uh, a chit chat, little Q and A after they watch the movie. Uh, and that's coming up this Saturday in Atlantic City. He's going to be at um, Tropicana, by the way. Uh, so uh, thank you to Chevy Chase yes! for being on the program this morning. It was really cool. You know what? All right. Marissa gave me this. Do I'm going to do this. Do it. Um, I have a pair of tickets to go and see the exclusive showing of National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation this Saturday at the Tropicana Atlantic City. And then Chevy Chase is going to do a Q&A after that. So <clears throat> we'll take caller number uh, let's see, what number haven't I done this week? I haven't done number 15 yet. <laughs> You're running out of numbers. 215-263-WMMR. Maybe I did, I don't know. Uh, but we'll set you up with that. Now, I have some more to give away tomorrow, and one of those will be with a meet and greet to actually meet Chevy nice. in person. So that's not this right now. This is tickets to the event, and you'll be able to go, and uh, it's going to be pretty awesome. You'll be in the same room with Chevy Chase, which is great. I would also like to thank Mr. John Waite. Yeah! Uh, for being on today's show, and we had an awesome conversation with him, too, about his career and so on. There's a documentary that he had nothing to do with. About his life, he was insistent upon that. Yeah, uh, and it is called the Hard Way, and it's available on all major TV streaming platforms. You can get it on uh, Apple Plus and uh, Amazon. Uh, Amazon is where you got yep. it. So, uh, but that was cool to talk to Sean, and he's got some gigs coming up in uh, January, I believe, uh, down the road in New Jersey. And uh, Jackie Bam Bam will be there. They're really good buddies. He's in the documentary. He is. He's yeah. in the doc, which is cool. So, uh, good show today. A lot of fun. How you doing, Pierre? Excellent, thank you. Um, so, a lot of talk about wintry mix and cold and nasty. It just looks kind of rainy out there to me. It's it, There's a touch of a wintry mix. Okay. Um, so, you can see a little slushy solidity here and there, but it's not It's not bad. All right. They Very call good. it slain, slush and rain. Slain? Slain. <laughs> I like that. We've been slain. Slain. <laughs> so, there's some slain out there. All okay. right. Um, letter of the day, you... Yes. Quick. All right, here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. All right, the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by The Letter. R as in rustic. All right, and we have one more letter to go before we give away our prize tomorrow. It's a Pisic Round barbecue and fire pit kit from Landis Block. And Landis Block, you can start imagining your own backyard paradise by looking at the photo gallery online at Landis, B.C., Dot com. So won't you do that and then uh, win the prize tomorrow, which is pretty cool. You got some uh, cozy, warm things in store for today? Yeah, it's a it's a show of hot chocolate. <laughs> yeah. Hot cocoa. If you're on a Hallmark a movie, it's hot cocoa. Cocoa. Great conversation with Chevy, by the way. Uh, Thank you. Well, it was... I, I couldn't take myself away from the radio. <laughs> it was cool. Uh, very cool. Um, 
Let's see. We've got Billy Joel and Stevie Nicks tickets for the show next summer. Um, we've got Woodstock uh, gift certificates for the Woodstock Trading Company. We've got blocks of Dave Matthews Band and Van Halen and a Christmas block. So there you go. That nice. Like a lot of fun. Hang out with you. Lots of cocoa. Lots of cocoa. The cocoa show. It's the cocoa show with yes. Pierre Gogo. <laughs> All right, let me thank uh, Marissa. Do we have sponsors yep. to thank for today? Marissa is, uh, Casey had to take off a little bit early, so Marissa's giving me the things that I need. And the President Steve Show is brought to you today by Duncan. Uh, the President Steve Show runs on Duncan. Also brought to you by Acme Markets, Fresh Foods, and Local Flavors. And also brought to you by a, uh, if you're craving a beach vacation, you can uh, book your next getaway with Beachbound. They're our sponsor, Beachbound Vacations at beachbound.com. Uh, oh, tomorrow, wrapping up the week in fine form, Dan Soder stopping yeah, by. Yeah, Dan's great. Dan is a ball of energy. He's awesome. He does not have a lack of things to talk about. So we'll have him uh, here tomorrow, and we'll give away our stuff. We'll have more of the... Chevy Chase uh, screening passes and a meet and greet and some other things to give away to you tomorrow. That's it. We're done. So rage on and have yourself a great day and we'll see you tomorrow. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Hey everybody, it's good to have you on the bat 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 bat